0: So now, we are live. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast of Megavision's Magazine. Today is April 28th. I think 2021, I am Scotty Moe, I have killed Graham and taken his Arcana, making me the new podcast host. That's right, joining me this week, (laughs) murdering families for fun and naming himself after the freezing point of water, it's my co-host, Marcin Gulick, and returning from hell to avenge his family in whatever octagon ring he can find, it's Chris Powell. We are live on Twitch, so hang out with us as we discuss what we've been up to, Uh, maybe talk about that magazine we've been doing stuff, believe it or not. It does revolve around that. We are Physical Magazine. Did you forget that? <laughs> we sure didn't. We're going to tell you why, and later on, we'll be going into an in-depth discussion about the new Mortal Kombat movie. We'll start with spoiler-free and then go hog wild with plenty of notice. If you're watching live, all this and more in the Mega Vision Show. <laughs> back right now because i hit that button and it was a seamless transition (laughs) it's fucking perfect (laughs) everybody uh so that's right we are here um let us know how levels are in twitch tj i know you're in there and you do that all the time like i said we're live so hopefully nothing explodes um but we're gonna go around the table see what everybody's been up to so we're gonna start with uh, the newcomer to the podcast chris what is life
1: (sighs) It feels like I haven't been on one of these shows in a long time, so I've actually been really excited, so I'm glad to be back. Uh, Before I get into what I've been up to since I've been uh, on the show last, I do want to give a quick update on the magazine. Now, if you guys uh, watching or listening aren't on our Patreon, which you should be, but if you're not, you may not have... I got the message uh, that we put out about a month ago that we're basically redesigning the magazine, and that's why we haven't published an issue for quite a while now. Uh, So we've been at work uh, redesigning the magazine, and I'm really excited because we're basically done with the redesign now. Uh, So now, uh, basically, we shift over to full production on the next issue of the magazine, and we're super excited because... Things are happening, and we're actually churning out layouts. We we had our first kind of official layout that was was done today, uh, and it's for well, I guess we could just say it was Graham's uh, Golden Axe Beast writer, yeah, yeah, uh, review, which is which is kind of infamous. We've talked about it on the podcast for a while, but it's kind of fun uh, that we're going to have that in there, uh, and we're going to do a lot of neat stuff. So we said in that post that. Uh, we are going to use some of the original content that we had uh, already done for that issue uh, That's going to, we're going to still use quite a bit of that but there's going to be uh, a lot of new content as well and we're going to be adding in new features, new columns, we're bringing in uh, new writers uh, some some really exciting writers that uh, I'm really happy about bringing on because I think they can add uh, some, some stuff to the team that we haven't had before or, or hadn't had enough of uh, so I'm really excited about that. I think we're going to be sharing some more stuff uh, here shortly in, in the next few weeks. So uh, be li- looking out on Patreon and you know just the website and everything else because we are going to be sharing some details shortly, and things are happening, things are getting really exciting. So I don't know if you guys have anything to say on that.
2: I think you summarized it pretty well. I don't think we want to reveal all our... Cards at once, but yeah, we're in the process of redesigning the magazine. Um, so definitely look forward to more information in the upcoming weeks ahead. Yeah, I got nothing.
1: Maybe we'll have our <laughs> own state of play. Yeah, um,
2: we'll have our own Mega Vision's state of play. Sure.
1: Yeah. And then beforehand, we'll just re- release an awesome trailer for Ratchet and Quake. <laughs> uh no outside of that uh uh oh i hit a deer uh while i was uh away from the podcast uh thankfully we were in my wife's truck and not my car or else it would have been way worse but uh, we had to re- replace the whole front end basically to, we just got the car back today uh-huh. uh it did uh, quite a bit of damage uh unfortunately to your uh, bank account to the bank account, it was about a grand that I had to drop today just to get just a to new front end that. on my wife's truck. So so that sucked. Uh, but it's good that it's back, and it, thankfully we were safe. I was probably more worried because Odin was with us. We were on the way back uh, from his soccer game. It was so weird because it was just like right in the middle of the day. It was like around ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And I'm driving, and it was on this like two-lane busy road, right in town and a deer just runs right in front of me out of nowhere and there's nothing <laughs> i could do i was like god damn it i knew i was gonna hit it there's nothing i could do and i hit it and just like skids <laughs> across the pavement and i was more worried because odin's in the back and i'm like god he's gonna freak out you and, scarred him and he didn't care he was like he thought it was cool and so <laughs> I, I was like way more worried can about we do it, it again yeah he's like let's let's go hunt deer uh no but <laughs> It was, a, it was a kind of a weird experience. It wasn't the first time I've hit a deer on here. Uh, it's the second time in about two or three years. So, man, it's... it's Same car? I, no. It was, I was in my Tahoe the first time. And I don't know if you remember that. I don't have it anymore. I traded it in when I got my Challenger. But my Tahoe had this giant zombie, like, killing grill mm-hmm. on the front, this big, giant steel bumper guard. Yep. I had a deer going like, 50 miles an hour, and... All it did was dent the front end of the bar a little bit. It did no damage <laughs> to my car, very little. Actually, it did break the uh, the headlight, but outside of that, um, but thankfully, I was out of the car and we were all safe and uh, we could kind of move on. So Jamie's happy she gets her her truck back. Um, outside of that, uh, we've been watching some Rick and Morty. Jamie and I together, and that's funny because I would I would never in a hundred years think that she would sit down and watch Rick and Morty with me because she's just totally not into that kind of stuff Um, but she's actually really enjoying it and it's been this like fun thing that we've been doing when we get some alone time or while we're making dinner together we'll just put an episode on and just in the background and uh, a lot of the jokes like I, I will say like Jerry and Beth's relationship is just hilarious to me personally just I feel bad for how much just everyone shits on Jerry. He deserves it. Do you
2: identify as
1: Jerry? No, not at all. I just kind of feel bad because it's like, man, he's such a I mean, I feel like a lot he brings a lot of it on himself, but a lot of just the the marriage dynamics that are at play between him and Beth are, are really funny and I think a lot of it is like why Jamie and I laugh so much about it. It's just like all all their weirdness at play. Uh, so we're going through season one. We're almost done with season one right now, um, and so we'll be we'll be hitting up season two here, here pretty soon. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it, and I, I think I'm enjoying it more because I've watched all a lot of this stuff already. I've watched most of these episodes, but it's awesome when you could bring someone who who probably would never watch something like that, or just something that you love and enjoy, and you sit down with them. And they really like it. You didn't expect them to, and it's kind of a surprising thing. And it's it was awesome for me. So um, I'm really enjoying that. Um, outside of that, I did get a few pickups. Uh, I went to the uh, the library today. I was telling you guys before the before the podcast. My my daughter is all about uh, researching uh, prominent like uh, female uh, like social activists and things like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm all about it. It was great. So I got to go to the library with her today. Uh, and I got uh, Carl Sagan's Contact, Ooh. Uh, which I've I've never read Sagan before, but uh, it, I've always wanted to. And I, I saw, I saw someone renting or checking out the last time I was in the the library. I was like, man, I've I should read that book. If if next time I if, next time I'm in the library if they have it, I'm definitely going to get it. So, luckily for me, they they did have it. I'm going to be reading that this uh you know this week, and so hopefully the next time I'm on, I can kind of talk a little bit about it. And then I got some DVD pickups, which I'm really excited about. The first one is uh, Cyber City. I don't, I'm going to butcher the Oeda 808. It's probably Edo or Weedo. I think TJ's in the the chat, so he'll probably. uh, TJ, help us. Yeah. But this is a pretty cool anime. The reason why I got it, though, is I was talking to uh, Luis Martins, who's one of our. Uh, artist on in megavisions but he has done the art for uh, uh what is it a uh, paprium uh, yeah. he's also done art for a lot of different other games but he was saying that for paprium one of the inspirations that he took uh was from from this anime uh, and i really love the character designs that he did for paprium they're so just so interesting to look at it just look like an old school anime from the you know the 80s that I, I really dig so when he told me that i was like okay i'm gonna pick that up and it finally came in i think it was uh it was a discotheque media pre-order that that came through it was he's, weird. Also,
2: he's also done uh demons of Asteborg, which i uh I reported on a week ago that they just re- uh revealed their cover art so i think he was he had his hand in that too
1: that's right he did uh he i think he
2: can you hold I'm it sure up that. again there? Chris, TJ
0: was asking what's its name again. I don't want to try to say it.
1: Cyber City
0: Aveda. O-E-I-O. O-E-I-O. I can't even spell it while looking oh, at no. it. O-E-D-O. Bingo was his name-o. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, that's cool. I got
1: through one episode so far on that. Oh, and then the last one is a... Uh, I got water all over this, goddammit. Ooh, Vincent <laughs> um, Price. A Vincent Price collection. Uh, I, I love old school horror. You guys know that, uh, but this one has some good movies on it, and this was a uh, a Scream Factory release, I think, that was about to go out of print, and so I was like, okay, I have to buy it. Uh, but it has the Pit and the Pendulum, uh, the Mask of the Red Death, the Haunted Palace, the Fall of the House of Usher, and a few others, uh, but it's a good one. I think it was like 30 bucks. so anytime I can get a good bundle... For horror like that, I always, I always pick them up. Um, the Hammer collections are also some really good ones if you're interested in getting into some old school horror stuff. So, uh, but that's it. That's that's what I've been up to.
0: Um, so you guys contact. Does that mean we got an interview with him soon or something? Carl Sagan's contact. You got his contact? Oh, yeah. All right. No. Flawless. Incredible. Great. <laughs> awesome. <minutes> late. Cool. <laughs>
1: well I wasn't gonna
0: I wasn't gonna interrupt you. Marson, tell <laughs> yeah. us something.
1: It
2: would have made sense <laughs> if you did that. Oh boy. Uh I, I was actually gonna comment on the on the horror stuff. Yeah, I... I think it was a couple weeks ago we started watching uh, some of the old, old-school Universal Monster films because I don't think I, I truly watched one from, like, beginning to end. So we saw uh, a Swamp Monster or whatever, a Creature from the Black Lagoon. Swamp
1: monster. <laughs> swamp monster? Yeah,
2: you yeah, know, Swamp Monster. Whatever it's called.
1: Uh, I, mean, that's like you, I, I imagine you called it when you are like, six years old. You didn't yeah. know his name. Swamp Monster. <laughs> Swap yeah,
2: monster, monster from the Black Lagoon when that, I was
1: six. that guy. what he also goes
2: by. Yeah, and Frankenstein. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, old Boltneck. I think we also saw Dracula, but yeah. I think it was like around the same time we also bought uh, Horrified, that board game uh, where you're basically fending off uh, universal monsters and you're working together to, you know, uh, kill the monsters in this village. It's actually quite fun if people haven't if people like tabletop games, I think, and you're a fan of horror game uh, movies, you'd, you'll like Horrified.
1: I saw that one in Barnes & Noble, and I, I was looking at it. I almost uh, almost picked it up, but I I did not. Uh, I think you so uh, can uh,
2: Yeah, if you want to play.
0: it's. Yeah. Um, I, I I had it a while ago, or I got it a while ago because I asked Martin if you had played it before, and I was kind of explaining it to you. But Chris, for relevance for you, it's more intricate than mixtape, but because of that, it's more interesting, I would say. Uh, mixtape, okay. mix bare bones mixtape is pretty straightforward and not much goes on until you get those
1: add-ons from what I've understood. Oh and, my God, uh, the add-ons to mixtape do some crazy stuff. We've got two of them and it's it's a completely different game.
0: Yeah, but I, I would say, um, I've said this before for people that have played Arkham Horror, Horror uh, that is a crazily intricate game. Horrified is like that, but way more streamlined because it is co-op and you are fighting monsters. And, uh, yeah.
2: I think it's definitely simple enough to pick up. I don't think it's as complicated to explain as, like, I know it's at House on Haunted Hill where you have, like, 60 scenarios and you're, you know, exploring a mansion and everyone has stats and, you know, you roll dice and all that stuff. Um, So definitely something I would look into if people are... Are doing that uh on my end anyway uh i haven't really picked up anything but i've been continuously looking for the playstation 5 um i've downloaded an app called hot stock and they you know show me uh the notifications of any time the ps5 goes in stock you know at gamestop or best buy or whatever and like within a minute or two of those notifications when i go on that website it already says it's sold out and i refresh and you know go back and forth and it's just sold out every single time and I think what the PS5 came out in November so it's basically been oh gee I don't know five 6 months, months or so 5 or 6, five, months, six yeah. months yeah and it's like still has that same you know the the same vibe as if it was like at, during you know launch time where like you you got to wait in line and you got to you know get your credit card ready and your payment information otherwise you know you're
1: screwed this is some bullshit. Like what are we doing with our lives that we're <laughs> doing this stuff? You remember when who, who was it was it Kudaragi or who was it? Maybe it was the one before him. The, yeah. the, the the Sony CEO that when they were discussing the Playstation three price that he was like, Oh, it's it's a, it's exorbitantly priced and you know, it's for people that maybe they'll go out and get a second job uh, and, it's and extra dollars. hours so you can afford uh, you know, afford this. Uh, I don't even remember. Was that really the? What that's what the part is right, man. People will do that. Yeah, like no, they're willing I've... to go and, and and do stupid stuff like that to get these PlayStation Fives and pay like crazy prices for it. Man, they're they're nuts. I yeah, do I see, remember I, that. Like quote. they have they
2: they have they have like you know uh, some retail retails where like they're selling the console, but it's like for twelve hundred dollars. I'm like, I'm not gonna shell out twelve hundred dollars. Like, I I want to get one, but I don't need to pay double the price of of what it's worth you know and GameStop has some bundles so I was like you know looking at those two like I'm I'm open to getting a bundle because at least it includes games and an additional controller which I would buy anyway right, right, but, right. but yeah it's it's still an ongoing painful right. process and I don't know how people are getting that shit
1: <laughs> but, well, you, I, you think, I think most people aren't I think a lot of people yeah. are. I mean there are some people that are getting lucky but I think a lot of people are just having to go through ebay and my like, facebook marketplace and and yeah, buy doing that. from resellers and stuff like that and honestly it, I, I don't think there's a reason to do it right now what is out on the that's exclusive to the playstation 5 that you can only play on the PlayStation five that you need to play right now
0: there is I mean, one I'll game now, out this week what at the time of this recording returnal is the yeah. first exclusive on this new platform of gaming systems that we have do you know what i got in terms of reviews, I don't,
1: I, don't, I, I don't probably know. have an easier time it, grabbing
0: it than a system.
2: <laughs> That's true. I think Can you it, imagine
1: it, that though. Like in, in previous generations, the the notion of a system is going to be out for six months before it has an exclusive game. I feel oh, like gosh, yeah.
2: well, an exclusive game. I mean, I feel like other launches. I feel like the PS4. Did did the PS4 have any exclusive games? I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but uh, you know, yeah. on a, a two that track, immediately but... come
0: to mind are Killzone and that
2: infamous thing. And those were exclusive.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. those are first party games. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess there you go. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say like Spider Man Miles My- Morales, but that's also on a uh, PS4 technically. Which yeah. I get.
1: I get, I, I get why they did that, and I'm not necessarily saying that that is a it's a bad thing to have that. You know, just multi-console parody, you know, at launch. It makes sense. But you need to start... I, I don't think, though, that, like, it has... Every single game has to be that. Like, you, you need to have something to get people buying these systems, which I say that, no, you don't, because people are fucking buying them, like Marson is going out trying to buy them, and there's really nothing to play on it that you need it for right now. It um, is,
0: um... It's insane and hilarious that they basically relied on this new generation of console to be backwards compatible with the last gen and like Look how look how massive our launch library is of all these PS4 games you can play on your PS5. By the way, we know you guys don't want to play any of these older games. I'm Jim Ryan. I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, so we're <laughs> going to take away all those digital stores. Oops, you guys screamed at me, and it's a good thing I don't have social media accounts because I would be dead six ways from front. From, I'm so <laughs> pissed off about it I can't even talk. But what I'm saying oh, is they relied on the last gen for their launch games, and then they said we don't we want to shut down the other stores of the older systems oh wait we're bringing those back oh but you still don't have any ps5 games we don't know what we're doing
2: yeah i mean like the, yeah the we got we actually got like the P, a ps5 game for christmas because we were expecting to get it within like <laughs> oh, the next yeah. couple of weeks we're like oh yeah we'll totally yeah. be getting it and six months later it's just sitting in its saram wrap in my nightstand Yeah, waiting for it to be open and I also waited I held off on playing some of my or finishing some of my games like Ghost of Tsushima and those kinds of games because they get upgrades uh you know when you play it on like a PS4 Pro which I don't have and I didn't get it because I was I knew a PS5 was coming out soon Hmm. and then you know other games that I have that could take advantage of my 4k because I just have a base PS4 right so at least in that respect it it would be quicker in terms of performance and it would it would look better but again yeah it's just been a struggle to actually find one and i get it you know covid and manufacturing and all that fun stuff but yeah the bullshit is
1: when you go to target and walmart and you go into the game section and they have the audacity to have have controllers and other bullshit there but like Oh, we're not gonna have any systems. You gotta, right. you gotta go yeah. get a lottery on our website. I mean, <laughs> it's
2: much easier to get a controller, a manufactured controller, than a, a games console. You know, but it's
1: like uh, no one can get one of these things, and you have their stupid controllers sitting right there. It's almost like a slap in your face. Like, and the oh, PS
2: Five yeah. still outsold the, the PS Four, regardless of like the the amount of restrictions it's it's had in terms of stock. Uh, con- yeah, stock. Uh, it's still outsold beat PS Four in terms of sales in its first. You know the launch window, which is crazy, but I think maybe it is a strategy. I don't know, but maybe you know that that want and need of of, you know the scarcity of the PS Five and people just constantly trying to jump on to get it. I think also kind of adds to you know the sales.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like this with the uh, PS4 and the PS3 before the that. the Nintendo I
2: mean, Wii, and I think the yeah. Switch, too. Well, I mean, it's mistake. been
1: like this for, you know, the Nintendo is, is very bad at that. You know, they've been, you know, I think there's it's been speculation the that point. they've you've been using that as a strategy for years to drive up demand as the, you know, kind of the, 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 the you know, fake scarcity or whatever. You know, them, them, them creating the scarcity themselves, I should say. So, anyway, we can move yeah. on. Um, That's
2: all I got. Did you
0: guys have trouble getting a Wii when they were out? I never
1: got
2: a Wii. Oh, really?
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: I just ended up getting a 360 because I was a poor high schooler. I
1: gotcha. I, I have. A, I think that I might have actually been the first person. Uh, let me say, I was number four in line at GameStop on
0: Wii launch day. I I was not going to be an idiot, and that was also like college, so it was like I'm fine skipping class. Are you kidding me? Let's go wait <laughs> to GameStop. So
1: I was in Guam when I bought my, my Wii, and I was the first in line uh, on launch day. So technically, I think I was one of the first people in the world that bought the Wii on launch day. Um, because Guam was <laughs> of the, the time, time zones? Because of the time zones. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I, I went back, and I was uh, t- taking the video just of the, the menu system, because people... Wanted to see that that wasn't even available back then. Oh, yeah, video the, the menu system. And right. I was t- recording it, uploading it to YouTube on the shitty camera is it terrible. It's still on my personal YouTube account on your so end posting it to like our, our Sega Nerd forums or some st- stupid shit <laughs> back then. I was, um, uh,
0: I, I, I got a Wii and those came out in November, and then, uh, most of my high school friends that we were still hanging out like once we were into college like on breaks and stuff on you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving break, Black Friday, uh, I went out with my buddy just for just for shits and giggles to stand in line at 4 a.m. at Best Buy, and like we brought our DS's and we're like playing Tetris against people. People like did shifts to go make McDonald's runs and stuff like that. So it's I, I think stuff like that's really fun. Um, I agree with that. But uh, so that's a good time, just being around that hype. And nobody knew. And eventually, they came out and, like handed out tickets, and like half the line went away or whatever. But um, yeah, I will back up though with what you said, Chris. I don't think anybody had trouble getting a PlayStation Three when they launched <laughs> that was the... <laughs> Oh, you're right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. But
2: $600. <laughs> yeah, those things. Well, were nuts. liner with Spider-Man so. logo font. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, god.
0: Right,
2: right, right. But
1: well, uh, wait, is the is the is the the PlayStation Five is it uglier than the PS3 the launch PS3? The I PS3 think it looks was better just a.
2: Than the PS3,
0: yeah. The the PS3 is a George Foreman grill. The PS5 is a fucking uh, spaceship time machine trapper keeper. Yeah,
2: it's just a big spaceship type thing. But I think it looks better than a waffle iron. You know. Yeah. It's still big. I, I think. I it's still, still think the PS2 bigger.
1: is their best design console. I still can't believe or how thin version? that one is. The original yeah. PS2. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the PS2 Slim, it was just, I mean, it just made it slimmer, but I, I just, I still think that's just a... An considerably slimmer.
0: <laughs> Here, here's an idea for another podcast episode. We could do, like, best-looking consoles, like, we could do a freaking tier list of... Uh, I like it. I, I miss yeah, when they, sure. I miss when they were, like, like, the Dreamcast is more aerodynamic than it needs to be. That's all I'll say about that right now. <laughs> so, any, shit
1: out the window.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anything else, Marson? no why don't we see what's up with you Scotty sure uh, I got a decent amount of things to mention um, Not we won't go too crazy to, but I'll do a follow up on uh, Itchy Tasty The I almost said the Mortal Kombat book the Resident Evil unofficial uh, history of Resident Evil by Alex Aniel. A- Aniel I'm not sure how to say his last name I apologize um, I finished it it's And as I've said multiple times, I'm a slow reader. It's pretty big font, though, and it's a pretty easy read because it's just like boom, 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 facts and factoids and things. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, Rachel reads a lot, so whenever she's done with a book, I always say, all right, what'd you give it? Because she does her little app thing, and she's part of different groups, like three out of five, whatever. I give this a solid four out of five stars, I would say. it's um, pretty good. Yeah, I think, uh, Chris, you should definitely pick this up because I, I know you'd enjoy this, too. Um, but uh, it is a uh, I mentioned to Marson the one fun fact and when was on, on 2 um, was about the voice acting, how uh, the the first game, the voice acting is only in English, and there is no uh, Japanese um, voiceover. And the reason that the lines are so bad is because in Japan, everybody has sort of a basic uh, grasp of the English language or can speak like very basic lines and stuff, kind of like an unwritten, uh, rule to just know a little bit of English so that's why there's lines like don't open that door or this there's something wrong with this mansion like that's not what you would say you would say like this place is messed up we got to get out of here something's wrong didn't so
1: they, so the reason over dub over the actors as well like didn't they, they get different um, actors to, to voice those lines did
0: Mm, no, I think they were... I mean, it, it looks bad. The The dubbing looks bad, but I believe yeah. that the people that played them were the voice actors as well. And they, 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 they are interviewed in this book as well, and they say, like, we were going in for a paycheck. We're told what to say, and we say it. Like, we didn't have creative, you know, feedback or anything like that. What do we know about this game that nobody knows about? But so it's very interesting. So that's why those lines are, like, so basic and kind of bad, because it was never dubbed in any other language. Um... So, yeah, but that's pretty cool. Um, The reason I don't give it a perfect score is some stuff in here is definitely, like, his opinion, despite the fact that he's going with facts throughout the thing. And whatever, it's your book. You can write whatever you want to. Um, Not really spoilers, but it only goes up to the DS release of the first Resident Evil game. I really wanted to hear what he had to say about 5 and 6, because they're so different. And 6 is arguably the worst Resident Evil game. Um, But it's still very good. There's a whole chapter about Sega in here, like, how... Uh, their theories behind, or their the the reasoning behind what was released, like on the Dreamcast, and then on the GameCube, and then like they wanted to do different things and different ports here and there. What overall, I will say, if you're a fan of Sega overall, you'll hear about a lot of people that you didn't realize were involved with Sega while they were or before when they were at Capcom and whatever. Um, that is a roundabout way of saying people in platinum (laughs) but um the uh the biggest takeaway from it yeah so that's the reason i gave it not a perfect score because i really wanted to hear like about the worst resident evil games essentially um arguably and i did after reading this i understand more so why i really like the resident evil games i like and why i wasn't a huge fan of the ones that i'm not of the old school titles um but it's very good it's very interesting very easy read Uh, and I have have no idea
1: sequel, itchier, tastier.
0: (laughs) Here's hoping, here's hoping. Um, but the other, like, the, 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 the big thing I want to promote about this is like the author, he speaks Japanese. So these interviews that he did with like the Japanese devs and stuff, that was him. That wasn't like through a translator, wasn't like through different means and different channels. Like, so that's why it's, it's really easy to read because it is him talking to them and stuff. So, um, yeah, I finished that and it was really good. Uh, How much was it, by the way? Might I have no idea. <laughs> I Wanna did this, start... the
1: author's name again?
0: It, um, uh, Alex A-N-I-E-L. Uh, he's also the head of the da- Japanese division for Limited Run Games now. Um, but it oh, is... Wow. This copy, because it has my name in it, and it was through Unbounded, was 50 bucks. So take that with a grain of salt, because it was like the super supporter whatever way to go like the hardback and digital it's on ebooks too you can it's on it's on the ebooks you can get an ebook version um
1: i'll do that i can't be a super supporter for everyone
0: yeah no it's pretty solid though i really liked it uh definitely recommend it to any fan of like survival horror and even if you're not a fan of resident evil but like scary video games and kind of history related stuff to honestly capcom like it's
1: it would be awesome if they got one of the original voice actors to narrate the audiobook, but they did it really badly. I would love, oh, that. yeah, <laughs> I would love
2: that. Let's change the whole language on Amazon. It says it doesn't come on until July twenty-first. The hardcover version for twenty-five bucks. That's it, not too because it price. Ha- does it, does it does it mean they just re- released it to kickstarter supporters ahead of time i guess probably it um,
0: it wasn't a kickstarter it's for uh, i guess the equivalent to kickstarter but it's called unbound like unbounded unbound right okay mm-hmm. um but yeah so that it, yeah it might not be out physically to, to the public yet i'm not 100 percent sure sorry i don't know more about it than that um, but it's good um and i also i'll super briefly mention rachel and i started playing the game observation have you guys heard of that at all
2: um Mm, mm -mm.
0: or chat sound off if you have it's a devolver digital joint um observation the reason we started it was rachel was reading stuff online and someone said this is like night trap meets alien and so we're like what uh yeah we'll do that um it's not like Night Trap. <laughs> the the only reason they say that is you are the AI on a space station, so your view is entirely through security cameras and these little sentry orbs that float around. Um but it I really can't say much cuz there's spoilers like within the first hour of gameplay. Um it's very creepy and foreboding and actually I have a real strong sense of Europa Report if anybody has seen that movie. Um pretty good sci-fi flick uh i think that's what it's called um i kind of that that's a movie that i watch when i watch like moon and other stuff you know uh it's about that's about a space scene that goes to one of jupiter's moon moons moon of jupiter's moons um observation Uh, observation california
1: California. (laughs) um yeah oh dude have you have you seen the uh what I have the uh, uh, Kickstarter for that game called Ghosts. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. Is that FMB? Yeah. I I thought that might be something that uh, you'd be into if you.
0: It looks a little too self aware. Um, and I think everything froze for a second. And just I am talking now. Everybody's back. Okay, great. Sorry, Twitch. Yeah, I don't fine. know what's happening with my internet. Of course, it's going haywire today. <laughs> um, no, I was saying that that game Ghosts look, uh, looks a little too self-aware for an FMV game. Um, wow. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad because I haven't played it, but yeah. I don't
1: know. Oh, you know. uh, I, I kicked started.
2: I backed it. Oh, cool. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, as a quick aside, the Itchy Tasty book. It looks like it is available as of April fifteenth in bookstores. So maybe Amazon is just getting it later. But it looks like huh. even like Barnes and Noble and all that are actually have it now. Hmm. From the looks of it. Okay. I just, I just want. I, I honestly, I was just. Yeah, I love those kinds of books where it gives me just more insight into uh how the industry functions and like the 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 cool stories you know surrounding games that I did enjoy like Resident Evil so yeah I definitely want to grab it for
0: sure it's written well too. Like he, it, it grammatically and everything, it's written well. Um, it's not the most profound writing because there are. I did find myself in a couple of spots like he was using the same word a couple of times, but at the same time, it's like you're basically narrating a timeline, so you're gonna find so many ways to just say after this happened, this happened, you know.
2: Right. Um, that doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 pretty solid. Um, yeah. Honestly, that'd be cool if you picked it up, Marson, or if like a couple of us picked it up, we could kind of have our own little book club or something. That'd be fun.
2: Book club, podcast, Mega Vision,
0: <laughs> yeah, Mega Vision's yeah. library lounge. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I already
2: read Console Wars, so we can do that
0: if oh, anyone Jesus else says. Oh, Jesus Christ! We could about. have a
2: series discussing
0: that. Um, and uh, I'll just mention two a couple other things real quick for Alien Day. LV four twenty six April twenty six is yeah. Aliens, you day, whatever. Corey and I played Alien Trilogy i uh i asked him to play it because i've played that game so much it'd be nothing new for me he was loving it and that we have a great clip from that that i'm not going to try to play right now because i we've had technical difficulties already and i'm so scared um <laughs> You're gonna explode but, everything yeah so um but if anyone honestly tj or happy dude if you want to throw that clip in the uh chat right now be our guest there but it, it's a fun it's just a Creepy corridor. I was very happy at his reaction of the soundtrack because that really does make that game. Because a lot of it is, is just like, pew, 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 da da, like nothing happening. um Yeah, Alien Trilogy on Saturn and PS One is pretty solid. Have, have that. Either you guys played it
1: at all? It's like, for I real? remember playing that back in the day. I loved it. Okay. It was really good. It's the a, only it's a fun... Alien
2: game I've played was no. I think I played two. Which one was the multiplayer one where like you play as the alien was that colonial marines or is there a different multiplayer
1: uh, game in I think you could play I think you could switch as between the marines and the alien in colonial marines and the multiplayer um, you
0: uh, short answer is yes because colonial marines did have a mode that was essentially like left for dead. Because you would have yeah. four marines and then four xenomorphs yeah, yeah. as like the different yes. specials, but
1: the That's main what they had at Pax East wasn't that their their uh, demo at Pax East. Uh,
0: like I think that was just a just a death match thing. I don't think what it was an it? actual okay. campaign. That's
2: yeah, um, the one I, I really played though was Alien Isolation, and I love that game for sure. And it, it shit mm-hmm. my pants if I play like surround sound or whatever, and that thing is like walking around. Like I want to
1: try hard, it in I'm, VR. I think that would be hell. Good. No, no.
2: <laughs> thanks thank you vr like headphones plugged in i know
1: i I would not
2: you have tried playing resident evil 7 like that hell
0: no you should um you should uh chris you've got enough children around you that you should give each one of them a spray bottle and like they watch and then when the alien when the xeno like spits at you or something they spray you and you're like like, (laughs) yeah 4d yeah (laughs) yeah 4d
2: But they just Um, do, like, a bucket of water. Why does that water smell like this? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't water. Why is it solidifying? That's not water! Um,
0: Yeah. Um, I completely lost my train of thought now. Thank you for posting that clip, though, there, guys, uh, in the Twitch chat. Um, Alien games, yeah, boy. Tell you what. Oh no, uh, it, some people were saying like, oh, why weren't you playing Isolation? And I was just brutally honest. I was like, we would not get to any. You can't play Isolation in two hours and expect to show anyone anything on stream in like the beginning of that game because it's yeah. it's very slow going. Very good game, but very slow going. Atmospheric for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then two quick pickups. I left one of them downstairs, of course, which was Scott Pilgrim versus The World. The game, Complete Edition, has shipped on Switch. That's downstairs. But more importantly, speaking of Kickstarter and stuff, The Curse of Ilmore Bay is out, guys, on the uh, Genesis. Um, I'm holding up the hard case, and it does have a cartridge and a manual. Manual's actually pretty cool, too, um, because it is in full color. Uh and there's the baddies and stuff uh there's your notes section, I guess I don't know um but I have not played it yet. I want to stream this uh it's a side scrolling two player basically like oh crap, stuff's happening on Halloween. we gotta save the day in our neighborhood full of children possessed by demons or something. I could be making most of that up, but I don't know
1: <laughs> I think I kickstarted that jack o'lan.
0: Maybe, um it says on the back here, the curse is real once upon a time, in a land far away, stood a cursed little town called Ilmore Bay uh, I,
1: I, I, Halloween town to this in, in fresh Prince's rap voice, like try to rap it, oh, okay, like fresh Prince.
0: Um, <laughs> once upon a time in a land far away to a little town called Ilmore Bay monsters have taken be? beta then <laughs> no and send you home back to Auntie and well, something well, Phil wrap uh. socks isn't that in there somewhere <laughs> uh yeah it's uh I haven't tried it yet but I want to stream it so it should be a good time um and I think that's me let me just check my notes here uh and they say Scotty shut up you've definitely taken too long um <laughs> So, how do you guys feel? Do you want a bathroom break, or you think you're good to go into the mail sack?
1: Let's get into the mail sack.
0: Yeah, I think I'm all right with that too. So let's go ahead and it flawlessly
1: eat your mail sack before we empty. Oh no! <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, yeah this will
0: totally work and transition time now.
2: Here it is. We
0: ask a stuff and we answer it. Hooray! Yep, that worked, I bet, because I'm going to I forgot to get ready on my own side because it's time for the mail sack. <laughs> okay. This there are too many things for me to do right now. Um let me bring the document back up. This is great for the audio listeners thought he's going
1: to be one of those like one man bands that has like like a little tambourine on his head
0: and it's yep, like that <laughs> Yeah. Um, Yeah, if you guys want to fire off any questions in the Twitch right now, you can. Uh, In our Discord, though, we have Nicholas Schaefer asks, or states and then asks, Nintendo finally came out with online play for their couch co-op game Super Mario Party. Did Nintendo Mm -hmm. miss the boat on having another hit during pandemic lockdown? Or do you think there is a demand? Um, I want to preface this with, I did not know that it did not have online play. And I also thought, like, have any of the Mario Party games had online play?
2: So, (laughs) anyone else can take the floor. I have the game. I did know that they did not have online play. So, it was a pleasant surprise. But again, yeah, I did buy it like, I don't know, a year ago or whenever it was. Yeah. Um, It's nice to add onto it. But I do think that they missed the boat with that because I feel like a lot of people have moved on from it. Like, wait, there's an online mode? You know? I feel like that's a big thing to just really just, you know, just launch was there any kind of like build up to it at all or was it just like a surprise release i honestly don't know but in any event i think it's good because i think it adds another layer to mario party like it's fun when you have people you know in in your living room playing with you but i think it also adds another layer when you're playing online with people and you're by yourself but yeah i think that they totally missed the boat on that cuz other people are I don't know, wanting to play Pokemon Snap, which comes out on Friday, or you know, yeah, any exactly. of the other games they have. So it's nice, but hey, you, you might have wanted to release it when the game it actually comes out. Compared to like
1: other Mario Party games, is it more of the same stuff?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the concept is the same. You have your board, you collect your stars, you know, whoever you have your, your re, you know, the highest mini games gets a star, highest coins gets a star, all that stuff is, is similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they have game some skill. They've like I feel like their boards the, the boards themselves feel shorter and a little less intricate in my opinion. I felt like Mario Party 2 and 3 had like longer boards and I thought they just were cooler concepts. I feel like these weren't as great in
1: my I opinion. I feel like Nintendo needs to <clears throat> completely rehaul the whole Mario Party Premise because I think that if you look at other games out there, they're kind of outdoing Nintendo at the whole kind of Mario Party gimmick and stuff. Like, what is that? What is the one game where everyone's running around and trying to get to the goal, and there's like 50 people and there's these little like minion looking creatures? Oh, Fall Guys? Fall Guys. You know, like there's so many games like that. I got an email, uh, you know, from a press press release from some company today that they're doing another game kind of like that, but. Kind of like Fall Guys, but it's it's more like trivia based. So there's like trivia stuff you have to go to the next round and things like that. But it's all cool. kind of like that. But I feel like there's a bunch of cool games like that that are really hitting big and striking a chord with the large group of the you know gaming community. But mm-hmm. yet I feel like Nintendo with Mario Party, it's they they're not really evolving. And I think there's other companies and games out there that are doing kind of that similar thing. Um, and they're doing it online uh, and doing it better than Nintendo. So I think uh, Nintendo has some, some you know, definitely uh, some work to do to to get up there.
2: Well, I feel like they have yeah. tried to, to reinvent themselves with different iterations of it. I know, like, in Mario Party 6 or something, they had, like, a microphone or some shit. And, you know, like, they were adding gimmicky stuff to it. Right. Um, but... But yeah, I think that I think they just have to maybe rethink the Mario Party game as a whole because like I mean the whole series revolves around the board, right so i I mean I don't know, do you get rid of the board, you know like what do you do? does it turn into like like if you if you take get rid of that core concept then then what do you have in Mario Party you any know? games. If that's what if that's your yeah exactly, which they also do where you can just play the mini games, but hmm. I think I personally enjoy that board game aspect of it, but
0: the uh, well they always yeah. i mean i think to answer or to respond to your comment chris on they ne- how they need to re- evolve i think they're they're in their heads they're like oh we are evolving because we used a microphone then we used motion controls for the yeah. switch you can set it down on the table and you have to like play chinese checkers or whatever it is or backgammon right. i forget um so that's probably yeah they they do i don't know that they need to I would... Well, you know what? Yeah, it would make sense. And yes, they do need online play because of how um, uh, 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 portable the Switch is that you would have not just ad hoc or LAN or whatever nearby stuff. You do need online stuff with that. But at the same time, though, they should kick it up a notch to not just like four... Is it still only four players max?
2: Mm,
0: Yes. that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Because like Mario Kart has what? Up to... Eight racers or something. Unless the
2: online version has more, I honestly don't know. But I mean, like, yeah, Mario Party. I mean, just gives to online capabilities. Like, like it's it's basically built to make it so you can play it online. Essentially, like it's it's pretty easy. Has there
0: um has there been a a mode where you can? Like, if the three of us and Graham were playing, could we have, like, Mars and you and I be an actual designated team, and then Chris and Graham be a team? Do they have anything like that in there
2: by now? I don't know necessarily with that, because, I mean, I, I feel like I've played all all the all the mini games in there i think they might have had a team mode uh but like generally like if you've played mario party the only way you're designated as a team is if your color changes to like if someone lands on red and then someone lands on green which is like a a mystery color or whatever yeah the only way you're on a team is if that green turns into a red and then it turns into a two two versus two Uh, in the in the mini games you mean yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tornado Jones in the chat there. Mr. Corey himself says, yes, they have online 2v2. So, hey,
2: they're a step ahead of me in my brain, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I was going to give it a try. I just didn't get around to playing the online version of Super Mario Party. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, it just came out. But that's weird. I'll give it a twirl. That is a strange.
0: I mean, if anybody other than Nintendo was doing this, and if it was, like, any other AAA game, people would be like, oh, this day one patch... Bullshit! Why wasn't... The, it's an incomplete game that launched. Would Give me my money back, you know. But it's yep. Nintendo, and nobody cares about Mario Party's online stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Nintendo. Uh, and then Mr. Haru asks, or uh, I'll just read it. He says, uh, stealing this one from someone who asked, Scrubverse, how much representation to you is too much representation to the point of destroying said franchise? For instance... Fire Emblem with Smash Brothers, Persona 5 collaborating with everything to the sun slash being the, quote, cash cow for Atlas, or even the fan base for said games like Sonic.
2: Um, See, I thought that question was going to take like a a different turn about representation. But um, in terms of, I mean, I guess what they're referring to is like, you know cameos and characters appearing in other video games like Super Smash Bros basically has like every like a big chunk of them like aren't Nintendo characters they were originally like Cloud and Ryu and I think Ken's in there and you know like you have all these people jumping in uh, and then Mortal Kombat like people say it's like Super Smash Bros for um you know middle-aged dudes cuz they have like Terminator and yeah. Xenomorph and you know classic horror guys people but i don't know like for me like as a mortal combat player um i initially did not like the idea of like all these third party characters coming in the roster because it felt a little tainted like it like you, normally it would just be like its own contained universe with characters in a backstory but then you're like introducing like arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator you know, a xenomorph pops in, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and I don't but know. That's what it, that it game is just become,
1: though. Like, that's kind of what that is. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm, now yeah. I'll tell you, I don't really mind, but before I felt like it just felt tacked on. I, I just, I liked like, the characters in the, that particular realm, you know, but I don't mind it anymore. Like, I guess it's cool to be, you know, the Terminator. <laughs> Against Raiden, or I
1: think he means like <clears throat> having one particular franchise, like in everything, versus like one game having more, you know, like a bunch of franchises in one. Like, do you feel like it's too much when certain franchises just are in too many games? Like, he's saying, like, Persona 5 is, is like in everything, and he feels like
2: no, and they're, in a it's
1: basically just, they're just, like just kind of milking it for what they can to get as much money out
2: of it i i mean i don't i don't mind that at all like i mean if you're if you want to get exposure i guess for you know to put like i would like hear you uh, uh, from yakuza in tekken and i feel like people have been talking about that for a while i'd like Hmm. to see that personally you know uh you know when Shenmue 3 didn't come out for the longest time i was looking forward to seeing him in a game just because it would be some kind of feeling of playing him you know in a video game after like 15 years and they did that with sega all-stars but i mean that was the concept of the game
1: Uh, i'll say this as a as a a long time berserk fan we need some more fucking berserk representation and guts and more guts in our games games need more more guts there you go more guts in games that's why
2: i feel like guts can fit in Mortal Kombat. i think hell
1: yeah (laughs) It, it, even I don't it, know if it's like
2: that style would work with Mortal Kombat as a character, though, because everyone it's like it's like a realistic looking style. Yeah. I don't think Berserk is that kind of,
1: you know, yeah, style. I don't know. I just <clears throat> I, I think it's it, it, it doesn't bother me personally because I don't have to buy it. You know, I it, I can ignore it if I if I want to. Right. Exactly. You know, like it's so it, it doesn't bother me. Uh, at all i think it 's just the nature of the business it's it 's going to continue to evolve like these companies are going to be finding ways that they can any way that they can make money they 're going to be finding ways like we just read a story this week how Sega is now getting into this stupid thing called nfts where it 's the most mind boggling dumb idea ever where it 's basically companies can sell you a virtual Video or something that technically that you can own, but anyone else can have, but you pay for the idea of owning the said virtual thing. Well, Sega is going to start doing that, and there's lots of other game companies that are going to be doing it. Um, so I just think, I mean, it's it's just a matter of it's it's just a you know the business, and so that's one of those things that you got to deal with.
0: Um, so. I think what he's referring to also... My uh, relation to this is... Smash Brothers used to be my favorite Nintendo series. Um, but I also used to always have roommates... That were also gamers and stuff. So Smash Brothers was a was a requirement in the house, basically. Um, and for the last one... for On the Wii U was the last one I played with any... Or, well... No, the Switch one. Yeah, in the last place I lived we played that a good bit. But... Um, I love Smash Brothers because of the goofiness in it. Like, Duck Hunt Dog and the Duck are a character. Like, there's a piranha plant. You know, things that are not supposed to be really in any way, shape, or form defending themselves on their own in a fighting atmosphere. (laughs) But then, there are, like, 12 Fire Emblem characters in there now. I've never recognized a single one. Um, It is cool how, like, Smash Brothers is basically the reason there are now Fire Emblem games in the States, or outside of Japan, basically. But... Every time there was a new Fire Emblem character, my roommates and friends at the time, they'd pick that character because they were broken as hell. So it's like, cool, this game isn't fun anymore for me because you're going to pick the unbalanced sword, dodging bitch-ass thing that I cannot fight against and cannot counter. And so the Fire Emblem character... So every time there was another Fire Emblem character, I'm like... Oh my god, it's just another different colored anime bimbo that has a sword and a shield that I don't care about because I don't care about JRPGs anyway, or uh, tactics RPGs. So, like, yeah, Fire Emblem kind of ruined Smash. It didn't ruin Smash Brothers for me, but it's like, why are you still bringing out these characters? I think they just got to cut
2: back on the amount of Fire Emblem characters they have in there for sure because, yeah, I feel like a lot of them fight similarly and, you know, have similar. Styles. I feel like if you if you only have limited space, you could probably put in a character that you know people will enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of diversifies the the roster instead of basically having similar, you know, fight mechanics. So.
0: Yeah, the roster got less and less diversified the more sword wielding bitches they put in there. Like I, I, <laughs> but I like Cloud. <laughs> well, well, he was super broken at first too, and that was not even fun. Um, but uh, like. So when people pick sword-based characters, you know I'm going to pick Mr. Game and Watch because he's my best trolling character that I got, and it's just <laughs> dumb as hell. I, my goal is never to win anymore, <laughs> so you know. Um, so I think that's kind of what he means, also. But Persona just is everything everywhere. They have their own games and their own stuff and whatever. But it really depends. If it, uh, I guess I, I think what we're all saying though is it doesn't really ever ruin a game for us. For me, I don't even own Smash Brothers on the Switch, so I think my time has come and gone with that game. Um, Because I'm not going to play that online. Sheesh. Um, But, uh... I don't know. Sonic's in there. That's cool. Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't think it breaks anything for us, but we might be a lot more patient than some... The average gamer, dude. Uh... That's... Unless I saw anything... No, nothing there in the chat. So, uh i think that's gonna do it for the listener question i mean the mail sack i don't care uh what it's called um so how are you guys feeling you want a break you want to jump into this I
1: need, to fill, I need to refill my water more than okay yeah, yeah we can uh my sack.
0: fantastic so guys we'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk about the mortal kombat movie the latest one we're gonna go spoiler free And then we'll let you know with visual cues and time stamps and stuff for the audio version when we're going to go into spoilers. But we will be back in a moment. Okay. Oh, yeah, buddy. We're back. Hello. Everybody liquefied and drained and couldn't have said it any grosser way um yeah (laughs) so what we're We're gonna talk about now is that crazy thing that's all on the interwebs i will admit uh mortal kombat 2021 movie um i had to like start like i wanted to be prepared for this so after watching it i watched some other people's reviews but then it all it got to the point between my different circles and everything online i had to like go out of my way to find videos other than people's reviews of this movie. <laughs> just because of my circles and stuff. Um, sure. So let me take a look here, and we'll get some... Uh, so like I like I mentioned before the break, uh, if anybody's tuning in live right now while we're on Twitch, we're going to start out spoiler-free, and then we'll give you pl- plenty of heads up when we're going to do spoiler discussion. Um, we might, you know, the first couple of minutes of the movie, we might just... Talk about stuff like, oh, who dies, who shows up in the first 10 minutes or something. Because, sorry, you, well, honestly, you probably saw it in the trailer anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, so Mortal Kombat uh, released on HBO Max and also in theaters, um, like physical theaters in the year of our Lord and Savior uh, pandemic. Um uh, New Line Cinema came out April 23rd, 2021. The budget was $55 million. Uh, and the box office opening weekend in the USA, $23.3 million. And then the mm-hmm. gross USA, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, that was the gross USA cumulative worldwide, $51 million. Uh, this broke records for the, was it that it broke records for the pandemic or just broke movie records? I think It, just-
2: uh, it, it, it was for pandemic. It was yeah. the highest rated or grossing movie since the pandemic started for, you know, box office numbers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's La- crazy
1: that uh, 51 million worldwide is, is like a good number. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Really nuts. Yeah, yeah. especially mean, post
0: uh, post MCU post Marvel universe and everything too. Yeah. Um, Avengers
2: but, made like a billion in its first week
0: it's or something. Money <laughs> that no human being should have. Um, but the uh, the last movie to hold that was the Godzilla uh, versus Kong. They came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, forgot yeah, the date of that a one, weeks but beforehand, yeah. Um, which I need to watch before it is taken off HBO Max on Friday. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, I guess we can talk... Do you guys want to talk about the cast now or as we go? What do you think? Like, mention some of the... How do you want to approach this? I don't want to treat it like a sideshow and just boom, 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 go through the beats and, like, uh, we could, like... I didn't recognize anyone in in, in, the... Wow, let me try that sentence again. I did not know any of the actors or actresses in this. Um, uh, But I think, Chris, you were saying in an offside chat that... Or one of you guys was saying... I think the main character is a better actor than basically what they gave him lines for or something like that. Has he
2: been in other stuff, Louis uh, Tan? Louis Tan is... uh, Well, what I said was Louis Tan is probably the biggest gamer or fan of the series uh, and the person who kind of invested himself into learning the lore more than anyone else so it oh, kind of okay. felt like they did him dirty when they gave him cole young basically
1: <laughs> yeah um, you know, but I think you're gonna be more combat but you're gonna be uh you're gonna be cole young it's this brand new cool character you're gonna love it you're, all the kids are gonna love you it's gonna be the every man
2: i feel like a big chunk of the uh the actors uh, and actresses in the movie are largely unknown. I think if you're a fan of, like, martial arts movies, you might know Joe Taslim, or Taslim, uh, who did Sub-Zero, uh, and, of course, uh, Hiroyuki Senata as well, who did Scorpion. Um, Josh Chin Lawson. i
1: seen him.
2: What?
0: Uh-oh, everything's frozen again. Yay, Scott's Internet! Okay, go for it again, Chris.
1: I said, uh, Chin Han, who played Shang Sung. I've seen him in stuff before as well. Okay. Don't, um, don't know exactly... Oh, um, Nathan Jones. Also, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He used to be in WWE back in the day. He was in... Uh, he was? Oh, yeah, he was... Was, uh, he was the dude with the hammer? For a while. Was he yeah, the guy with the hammer? hammer. Okay. He was killed by Achilles in uh, that one movie. Clash uh, of the Hector. Titans? No. Uh, uh, God damn it. Hector! I don't know. It has Achilles. Oh, God damn it! With the, the fucking the, the horse, the giant horse. They go into the the walls. The Tro- Troy, Troy. There we go. I was, I was close. I was <laughs> close. Troy. He, he basically always plays like a big bulky guy. That if they don't want to pay big bucks to like people like Batista or something like that, they'll bring yeah. in like Nathan Jones, gotcha. where he'll just he'll look he looks good, but he doesn't really got. Big, uh, you know, name recognition. Oh, the guy who
2: played Who I did not like. I did not like his performance. It was way too hammy for me. Like it was, like it was, like it was. It felt like a WWE performance from him with his yeah. hammer and his yes. facial expressions. I was like, hey, he
0: um, is very much like that. So Josh Lawson played Kano, who in my opinion was the best part of this movie. Uh, he is the pharmacist in Superstore rachel told me that and that blew my mind if anyone's seen superstore the the um arrogant pharmacist in uh, superstore is a store about basically or a show about basically sam's club like a sitcom in sam's club um Mm -hmm. he's the obnoxious pharmacist and that is amazing that he's in this movie because those are so different things so very different um so you uh,
2: did notice him initially when you saw oh no not at
0: all not at all because it's i mean i'm used to seeing him in like a lab coat and whatever and you know, a lot of this movie beer. is very dark, uh, so I think his introduction—I didn't catch who he was—and I was too busy laughing at everything else after that. But um, yeah, uh, so I think I think we're safe to just talk about it now. What do you got? Uh, how, all right,
1: wait—are like, are we doing? We're not doing spoilers
0: yet, right? No, not at all. Uh, we haven't really talked we about the movie start, at all but, yet. Like,
1: stuff we liked and stuff we didn't like.
0: Um, we can do that. I was gonna. I thought. uh I, I thought that what we could do is give our one phrase opinion now and then maybe at the end of the discussion give our one phrase opinion on what we thought or and see if it changes at all. That could be a neat idea. Um, or honestly, we could just go into what we did enjoy about it and then maybe what we didn't and then just straight up go into spoilers. Um, sure. Uh, Alright. I, I thought I, I, will, I will say that boom this thing kicks right off and I appreciate that like three minutes in there's blood <laughs> like it wasted no time uh, and that is and I think it sets it up pretty high I did um, I did like it overall and I mentioned that I think Kano was my favorite character well not maybe he definitely was in terms of the whole film um, and I think that compared to like the 91 movie I should preface this with I have played no Mortal Kombat games all the way through. I've barely dabbled in them overall. I wasn't... It's not that I was a Street Fighter guy. It's just that I didn't... I've never really gotten into fighters at all. Kind of prefaced this the last time we talked about Mortal Kombat stuff and everything. Um, That being said, I do enjoy the first Mortal Kombat movie. That's a good time. Um, That was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson who went on to do the Resident Evil movies, which is funny because I think you said, Marson, that... The guy the writer for this film was that right uh Russo is one, of the, one of the writers one of the writers uh, is doing something with Resident Evil now right
2: uh, one of the writers is doing uh, an upcoming movie of Resident Evil it looks like it's coming out in August 2021 It's called oh, Jesus Resident Evil welcome to Raccoon City I think that's the reboot of the that's live unfamiliar. action films. Well, keep in mind, there were five writers for this, so it doesn't cool. mean the raccoon thing will be uh, bad. So, but. Yeah. this movie
0: overall, to give a synopsis, I guess, uh, there's supposed to be a tournament, um, and that's between the Outworld, which is bad, and Earthrealm, which is us, and we gotta win, or the Outworld will take over the planet. And if we do win, they don't take over the planet that's it we don't get anything else
1: (laughs) we're basically start at the same point as the where we start with the original mortal kombat movie. it was like basically they lost nine in a row they couldn't lose the next one and we're kind of at the same starting point
0: oh was it also nine in a row in the original original 90s oh wow yeah (laughs) it's nine in a
2: row and then when you have the 10th mortal Kombat, then they are allowed to invade your realm which in this case do it anyway yeah, right. the... which is which is what happens in the games where they just break the rules and they invade Earthrealm anyway. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's sort of confusing to lay down all this stuff to just kind of push it aside to have these fucking badass battles. Um, that's pretty much the plot. And Cole is in it. He's the he's uh, for anyone that has not seen it. Cole is not a Mortal Kombat character. He was created for this movie as the Everyman. And in my opinion kind of like the star of every sitcom, like How I Met Your Mother, or uh, the Goldbergs. Like, the main character is the most boring character, <laughs> because I think they want him to be the blank slate so that you can sit in there, like Link, who has no spoken words in video
1: games, you know what I mean? Um, well, they you know. use him, it's, it's almost as a, uh, a narrative device, because yeah. you, you are him as the viewer, uh, being introduced to all these characters, and as you as he's in, being introduced to the story you are as well as as the viewer so it's i mean it's at eight it's 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 been done a thousand times um
2: except i think kano did a better job of doing that because i think he was the one kind of just pointing shit out uh, during the whole movie anyway and just making uh, commentary on it which which yeah. honestly i think a lot of people say is what made the movie was his dialogue uh, I mean, and just him as a character in general. I think he he was the one that stood out the most because yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, Scotty, if you had more thoughts um, on the Matar? No, hundred percent. He
0: carried this movie on his back, in my opinion. <laughs> um, because no one else really had like personality exactly that wasn't like I am a warrior, so I ha I I cannot tell
1: jokes. You know, like kind of that whole. They very much seem, though, that, like, I don't know how the direction, you know, was for this character, but if you go back and watch the original Mortal Kombat, because I did this week as well, he plays it very, very close to how that original uh, actor did as well. They they scaled back on some of the whole, like, uh, you know, just toxicity, because... The shit that he was said in the original one, it was really bad. Like I was, I was laughing. I was like, "God damn, man! They they got away with that back then." Like, okay, all right. But which, which but he, character they,
0: in the original are you referring to? He's talking about Kano. I'm talking about Kano. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well,
1: because you're 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 talking about him, so I was talking about Cole, on. so I was confused. Yeah. Oh, well. my bad. Um, but it was Morrison that was just talking about Kano. He was saying you okay. carried the movie. Yeah. I was saying to continue on that thought. He played it very close to what the original actor did, so I just, I, I was just kind of interested in um, if maybe that was kind of a uh, from the director's standpoint or how they wanted him to be portrayed. But I agree, he was fucking awesome in this movie.
2: I think. I mean, I well, the 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 idea of Kano having an Australian accent was also kind of a new idea because I, I mean, in the games he didn't really have that uh and yeah so when they when did in the movies they basically just made the rest of the Kano's speak in australian accent <laughs>
1: um well the director is australian uh and they filmed a lot of the movie in australia too yeah did you guys watch any of the bonus stuff on hbo max I, I, yeah yeah i
0: did okay because cool. if you watch that like everybody all the actors and everybody has a new zealand accent and stuff has uh, definitely like clearly they were locals to where this was filmed i think um but Which is interesting, but also something fun to point out. Uh, the... I'm so bad with names. What's the guy's name who played Sub-Zero? Um, Joe Taslam.
2: Joe Taslam, yeah.
0: Uh, apparently, he... Uh, and you might remember this if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, Chris... Um, the director had to tell him to slow down in his martial arts moves because he was moving too fast for the camera. The only other, at least that I know of, the only other time that that was mentioned, and they mentioned this in the the behind-the-scenes stuff, was Bruce Lee when he's being filmed. Like, he was moving too fast for the camera. So I thought that was pretty cool, and he's a prolific martial artist as well. Uh, Joe Taslim, I guess. He's like a 15-year member of some sort of clan or something. I forget. I'm sorry. But I just thought that was really cool. I'm
1: like, holy shit. What's the clan that Sub-Zero's from? That's
2: what he's... The Lin Kuei?
1: Yeah, that one. That's it. <laughs> he has a membership
2: uh, to Lin Kuei with his Costco card.
0: So I think this movie kicked off really well and strong um, because it starts off with an awesome fight scene in the past in, like, feudal Japan or something. Uh, and I, I gotta say, the first you go into this, you're not going to take it too seriously because Mortal Kombat doesn't take itself too seriously. So you gotta, they gotta know how to, I think they did a decent job of juggling that. Um, But I gotta say, the beginning of the movie where if you've watched any trailers, you know what's going to happen in this scene, but the dad, he goes away to fill up buckets of water for something and then shit goes down at the family house and he hears screaming and you know that it's sub-zero and then, he the buckets that he was tending to, he drops them and they like slowly splash everywhere. So I'm like, oh, that's gonna like turn into ice and rise up. You never see those buckets again. Nothing happens with those. Like only those buckets are in slow motion for the first ten minutes of the movie. And I was like, what's There's happening?
1: A lot, like, plot hole or issue that you have? In the and it,
0: the I just thought it was like a lost opportunity. <laughs> like even when he goes back to Sub Zero, I thought that like, oh, he's sitting near the buckets. That's gonna be what kills something, you know? But it. It,
1: it cracks. Later out. on, like he gets up to walk, and Sub Zero, had froze in the water. He's like, "Get little banana peel." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know
2: who said this, but there's someone made a comment saying, "Like, oh, Sub Zero's like the worst assassin ever because you'll know he's around because everything just turns cold and frozen. It's like the middle of July and it starts snowing. Like, oh, he's coming.
1: Wait till the winter, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when yeah, you exactly. least expect it. Yeah, don't sleep during the winter. <laughs>
0: um, but so I get so like. <sighs> yeah it very much was the first movie again because this dude has to find not even recruit but just like find these people to fight in this thing to save the planet so to speak um i thought that just about all the character introductions were pretty solid um and we i don't i guess we can't really get into everybody that was in it yet for fear of spoilers i don't know how to take spoilers anymore with anything on the internet um there were more fights in this than the first movie. Like, more, like, solid, like, choreographed, fun fights, I felt like.
2: Definitely more gory fatalities, for Holy sure.
0: Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. the I I said it before, even seeing this, that this movie was not, like, the 90s were not ready for what this movie needed to be in terms of the fatalities and not, not even the martial arts, because you can choreograph fights. I mean, we all love Ninja Turtles, and those fights, those fights are barely anything, but, like... Yeah, the special effects for all the supernatural crap that needed to happen in this. Um, yeah, yeah. So without get, yeah, let's just let's just go over our impressions without going into spoilers yet, and then we can go full yeah. hog. So Marson, uh, well, Marson, I know is a massive fan. Chris, how are you a giant fan of Mortal Kombat? Because I feel like Marson's going to have the most to say. So do you want to get your part in first, or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a—I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of Mortal Kombat. I, I am a fan of it. I'm certainly a fan of movies, uh, mm-hmm. but I love the the games. But I haven't been an avid player of the games in a number of years. I can't—I don't even know. I mean, I played one of the one of the more recent Mortal Kombat games, but I couldn't tell you which one it was. But um, I think I had two minds uh, into this movie when I watched it the first time. I loved it. I, I came out of it, and I was like, "That was super entertaining." Uh, and then I sat and thought about it for a couple of days, now watch it again. But I think if you take it as as a as a just a pure action movie, I think it's a really good movie. Even uh, as I, th- I think it's really a superhero movie. It, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. I think if you look at it as a superhero movie, um, I think it's it. I I think it. It definitely makes the movie a lot more palatable I would I should say if you look at it through that lens but if you look at it as a, you know as a Mortal Kombat fan I can certainly understand why people are upset oh. um by it you know like I th- I think Cole was absolutely just an unnecessary character uh or um I guess that would be spoiler so I I don't want to say that but um I yeah I just I think he was a very unnecessary character but Overall, the things that I did like, uh, I did think the fight choreography, like what you were you were talking about, Scotty. I think the fight choreography was really well done. I think looking at the fights between this movie and the original one, it's hands down nine day different because they're dealing with a lot of actors who are also you know martial arts experts and things like that. Whereas in some of the original cast, they didn't have as many martial arts. Uh, actors i say that and i'm talking out of my ass i could be totally wrong there but (laughs) i I don't think so um because i watched it and the fight choreography some of them were was was pretty bad there um but yeah i thought some of the fight scenes were really really good uh even what's cool is the cole's first fight was that mma fight right uh what i liked about that is they didn't portray that like you see MMA fights in a lot of other movies where they're all just like Superman punches and all these yeah. just like stupid flat overly thing stupid things. Um, if you look at it, it actually went down a lot like uh, MMA fight goes and it looked like he was winning and he made a mistake and he got countered and rolled up and put in a crucifix and got tapped out and a lot of times stuff like that happens uh in mma and i thought they treated that just like an mma fight and i thought that was really cool and i just i thought they did a really good job um with just the fight choreography and for me going into a mortal combat movie certainly that's uh one of the main uh one of the main things i'm looking for is is how's the fights and things like that um okay uh, I I thought Kano was awesome, uh, but I, for me, Cabal uh, was was I thought he kind yeah, of yeah. for me personally. Like I thought he was like a way cooler Mandalorian. I'm sure a lot of people are making that uh, connection, <laughs> I so. but I was just like, man, he looks like a dude I would love to hang out with uh, and just grab a beer with, or I would love I would love that dude as like a main character in a video game and and just play him and just have those like witty one liners and shit like that that he has. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe have Cabal and Kano just those two together, just t- going Uh-oh. on, going on like a yeah, a, a movie. yeah man, that would be amazing. Uh, I thought those, like you guys said, they they stole the show. I could um,
0: entirely see them doing like down the road, like oh, spinoff just Cabal and Kano before all of this happened. Like why why does Cabal hate Kano? What happened between them? Yeah,
1: you know, it's I think I think there's some good stuff there. There's certainly some uh, you know like so uh, a lot of you know, underlying stuff that could be told between them. Uh, You know, they reference that in, you know, in the movies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, overall, you know, I, I, it's, it's weird. I I don't, I guess I'll, I'll say my overall, you know, stuff when we get to the spoiler stuff, but that's kind of
0: my overall thought. I want to tap on the, haha, uh, UFC um, octagon talk stuff, because before that in the locker room, when Cole's hanging out there with, a lady on a bench next to him or across from him. And then a younger lady over dealing with the duffel bag or whatever. Um, I thought, and then the ref comes in or whoever He's like, all right, who's your, who's in your corner tonight? He looks over at her. I'm like, Oh, okay. His little sister. So this must be his other sister. And then they kiss. I'm like, Oh, they're not, I don't think they're siblings. Uh, uh they're this still is
2: siblings.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what the hell? it, 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 it just didn't, they did not look like, I don't know. Did anyone else get that vibe? Like they didn't look like a couple
1: that Felt very, uh, just, uh, shoehorned crazy. in. Yes. Yeah. It was just, that is that, that whole family, you know, plot Ugh. line. It, 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 it just it felt so kind of
2: forced big. and overdone. I yeah, think, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it was, it was very, uh, the, yeah. um, and,
0: and the one, and the last thing I'll say, and then we can hop into your impressions there, Marson is, uh, when you you mentioned how how uh comparable it is to an actual UFC fight and that's cool i don't watch that stuff at all but i kind of felt like that too like they didn't want that to be they weren't going to start doing like roundhouse kicks or something to each other because that it was nice that that was in there to show cuz we just had that ninjutsu fight and then we have this kind of fight you know um but when uh, he's he's down uh under the crucifix move and whatever and his uh jesus christ his daughter says use the uppercut i'm like okay well that was your one line i guess fool and it didn't make sense it didn't fit then and it doesn't fit later but we'll get there in my opinion anyway
1: he sucks because at least they set the the like the stage early that he sucks because he gets his ass kicked in every fight and he i don't think that's what
2: they consciously wanted what you mean like in terms of fighting
1: he sucks he gets his ass kicked in every fight well, that, well that, but a that is is, uh,
2: problem ex- but it, 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 that that is exactly i think a problem that that i have with that character when he does things later in the so, movie but and we'll what are these about. writers
1: i guarantee they're fucking writing for wwe right now we got some 50 50 booking in this movie and it sucks <laughs> well Best they man, it's, it's all right you you go <laughs> out go fucking Vince I, is rewriting <laughs> the fucking script right oh, yeah. before they shoot I think
0: uh, I think um, they uh, that was their attempt at character development. Um, But also um, he had a past of being a better fighter because the ref or or not. No, no, no. When Jax comes in, um, he says he makes a comment about Cole controlling the ring, even though he gave in the fight or something like that. Right. Um, So it shows that he has experience. He just isn't trying. I thought it was like a
1: metaphor for life or something
0: uh well what is a metaphor is the stupid little bracelet that his daughter not sister makes him the friendship bracelet and yeah it was like the colors of scorpion so i'm like okay so wait he's scorpion i'm so confused and i was like you know what i'm <laughs> just gonna movie, i
1: thought he was gonna turn into scorpion i was like he's just gonna be the the scorpion guy
0: yeah i was like when that bracelet happened i'm like wait those are the colors of the guy that was in the first scene I'm just going to sit back. Where's my beer? Let's let's go. Mortal Kombat. You know, like it was very much like I'm thinking too much already and I'm
2: only 20 minutes into this.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. So um Marson, go ahead.
2: Uh I mean like if I was to give it a score, I think I would give it a 7 out of 10. Um and, and then I kept like kind of thinking about like some of the plot choices and the creative decisions in the movie. And knowing the story, you know, from the games and stuff, I, it was kind of teetering more to, like, a six. But I think I'm going to leave it at seven just because I would like to, you know, wait and see what else they have in the sequel. So, Because so, sometimes, like, it kind of sucks to... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes uh, judge a movie in, like, a vacuum if there's a planned series of movies and they have, a, you know, an, an arc of stuff they want to do. So... But, you know, from interviews, it sounded like he said it's up to the fans. So maybe they don't have a, have a plan, which would drop it back down to a six. Um, That's
1: a scary. <clears throat> but, uh, I think, yeah. I think they, I mean, I, I think it clearly, they're clearly leading towards something. And I, I read that uh, some of the. Either the writers or the director is signed on for three uh, for three films.
2: The actor of Sub Zero signed on for three or four mm-hmm. films, preemptively, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's guaranteed, but he sure, basically right. said, "I'll do it."
1: Right. Um, so I think they they definitely and in, in, in the way the movie ends, they're clearly setting a path. And I mean this this movie is uh, I think you know Scott, you said at the beginning, it's it's kind of a it leads into the tournament. Mm-hmm. uh and so in many ways this is a, i mean you could even almost say it's a prequel to mortal Kombat because hopefully we get the next movie um which will then i guess would be we i mean god damn it we'd be starting right where we started in this movie is like we can't it's the ninth tournament you know like we yeah. lost nine in a row we can't lose another one spoiler that,
2: Spoilerish kind of oh so, i mean uh, it's, but yeah, I was gonna say so. So I think I I enjoy, I think Kano was the highlight of the movie. I think the people who are portraying the characters are. I think it was great casting. Yeah, I think the writing could be better oh. because I do think there were some cheesy lines, but it wasn't cheesy like where it like '90s fun cheesy like MK95. It was like, yeah, it, it didn't.
1: I think I a lot know. of it, too, was maybe when they were trying to, like, uh, shoehorn some of the gaming stuff in there. Like, when Liu Kang would be, like, f- flawless or fatality or, you know, like, it was just... It, well... It felt off. You know, like, it, it, it did not jive with the way, because it was taking it super serious, and then you had this kind of silly one-liner. So I, I think not mind that, that is, one. Um, I'll just use it as an example, but I think there there were some that... I thought there were kind of. I personally thought that was one was a cheesy one, but
2: and yeah, it. like I said, I I don't like some of the creative decisions that they made. Just knowing like the you know the story arcs and and all that kind of stuff, but again, I, I mean, I I want the movie to have its own thing, and I think that I didn't I didn't mind introducing a new character, and I think that was like you know introducing Cole Young as a character. You know, before watching the movie was perfectly fine and I wanted them to do their own thing. But after seeing the movie, I just don't think he offered anything to the movie at all. You know, like I know people are saying it's he's supposed to be like a vehicle or whatever to introduce us to the world, but like he also just didn't I don't know, he didn't offer much in terms of dialogue. I don't know, the the character and story progression was very um what what is like the word where it's like it's been oh cliche there you go he's it was very cliche in terms of like his introduction and and what he's going through um and they did some characters dirty you know the the results with some of these characters is like why would you do that to that, that one but um yeah
1: I, I did i i saw an interview today uh with the director about uh Why they decided to create a new character and and the way he justified it, which I, I kind of understood. He said that if you look throughout Mortal Kombat, throughout you know all the games, they're always introducing new characters uh you know to the you know roster or whatever to the MK universe. So they felt at, with this movie that you know as there there's been a precedent for you know this you know in games that they could do the same way. Um, in the movie uh so i i could kind of understand that but going back to your point Marson, is like when you do that i think it's super important that you execute really well with That's this character. and i think it's also i would this character could you create him and would he be playable in a mortal combat video game
2: He'd be boring as hell, uh, but probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him as. I mean, like they had they had a guy called Cobra, you know, who was like a like a boxer or a fighter in like one of the PS2 titles. So, Like they've had
1: characters I mean, like that walk all his bullshit, Arcana or whatever, and <laughs> whatever, he, whatever he is in the end, I don't even know like what he does, but oh. Uh, uh a question and have ar- body armor I guess those yeah,
0: little I um so in the games, is Arcana a thing at all? No. is that okay, see I don't know um no. i I do want to give it one praise because this could have easily happened uh not once in all the fight scenes or anything like that. did they go into an obvious video game side view so I appreciated that because like in there wasn't like oh this is a doom movie so we have to have a first person zoom yeah. like only see the fucking barrel of the gun as you go. I think,
1: I think they did a really good job at showing respect for the source material. I think I and if you if you look at the interviews, uh you know Simon McCoy has has said many times and made it a point that they are very respectful of the source material and you know some people may believe that it was disrespectful for you know adding Coal or whatever bullshit but you know like I, I think they did overall i think they did a really good job um uh but like you said Marcin, you, you think they did some characters dirty so i'm interested in hearing that when we get to the spoiler stuff later
0: uh i think we can get into spoilers now what do you guys think let's do yeah, it let's just jump in. all right so people watching you can see on screen there boom spoiler discussion look how professional that looks i did that uh, we're going to talk about spoilers of this movie now. So characters that are in it, fatalities, who's this, who that, what happened, what do, what it do, what it do. Um, and I, do we want to read the comments now? Because those incorporate
2: spoilers. Sure. Or do we, well, let's okay. so, start off with the comments. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So on Twitter, we had Matt alien monster at white pony said, my expectations were low, but Holy fuck. They should have centered the movie around Hanzo and his journey in hell. The other characters, mostly the created for the movie Hero, have no charisma at all, except Cabal. So I guess he just forgot about Kano, but whatever. Uh, but thank you for the comment. Uh-
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: You know what, though? I think that, that that could have been a cool thing. If if they had the financial backing from New Line to launch like an MK Universe, they could yeah, certainly have taken their time and be like, we're going to do a scorpion film, and that, and honestly, that could have been a perfect launch to the Mortal Kombat universe. And then, you know, ultimately, you lead into the fucking Mortal Kombat after you've done a few of the, you know, singular character films. Yeah. Um, that could have been a great way to do it. Obviously, they're, you know, like the film industry, you know, is in a much different state now than it was, you know, two years ago. And so maybe... Back then, they 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 may have had those discussions, but certainly now they're they're looking at making as a bigger return on these films as they can get. So I mean, this movie uh, was
2: probably the, this movie's budget was fifty million. So like for, in terms of blockbuster, I mean, I, I guess that's a good chunk. But I mean, there there are like much bigger movies that had like you know in, in six in the six figures range, and I think they'll obviously you know get their money back on this movie. It's not going to be a Mortal Kombat annihilation. <laughs> Um but yeah, that made no charisma at all, except cabal i mean cabal kano had charisma uh, that was about it, but it, like like people like you know sub 0 i mean he he's supposed i i like that he was just kind of a silent cold killer, like he just shows up and- tr- and just does damage and then leaves i I actually like that
1: what um, did they body. ever explain how he died how Bihan died? Because he just like they never, he always see is he's this awesome assassin, and then we train like you know fast forward, a few hundred years or whatever, and he's sub zero now. Yeah, he's, like, he's this zombie.
2: He's not. I don't think he's dead. He's not dead. He's just. I. I. They, that's the thing. They didn't explain exactly like how he's survived six hundred years or whatever it was. I mean, but or, you know,
1: you have an arcana or whatever or a. I guess well, the,
2: the Lin Kuei master, like the, the cryo, I don't know what it's called, but it, they all have like freezing techniques in that clan, essentially. <laughs> okay. So they all mastered that kind of freezing technique stuff. So maybe somewhere along the line that involves immortality. Like, I or, can't honestly tell you.
1: Some like Darth stuff, and they've like unlocked, they, they know how to beat death.
2: Well, I mean, it could involve ice, you know, like people like to, to jump in an ice bath and think oh, that, I you thought- know, these-
1: I'm sorry. I th- I thought in the beginning dude, Vihan looked like the most badass Jedi I've ever seen in my life. Like he, <laughs> I I just looked at him because obviously the Jedi uniform are are based you know on, on a lot of like, you know, Japanese, you know, stuff. But I just thought his 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 outfit looked so awesome. He he was man, he he's such a cool I love him as – I watch Warrior a lot, so he's in that, and he, he is so yeah. good in that movie or that you know,
2: series. Well, one thing that people pointed out in, in one discussion that I was listening to that I was like, yeah, you know what? That is kind of fucked up was um, <laughs> at the beginning when they're both talking and Sub-Zero is obviously speaking uh, in Mandarin and Scorpion is Japanese. One speaking in Mandarin, one speaking in Japanese, but then at the end of this thing, then he says in English for the Lin Kuei in sixteen hundred Japan.
1: Wait, he voices that in English. Yes. He says for the yes.
2: Lin Kuei. So, like for, from a storyline perspective, why would you be speaking English? You know, in in Japan, yeah, you know, in, in the sixteen hundreds, that. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Especially if you
1: if you traveler
2: is well, you know, maybe maybe the time traveler i don't know maybe that's why he survived for 600 you know years maybe yeah. maybe that's what it is i don't know i mean i guess you don't have to explain everything but i feel like those kinds of things if you, if you are putting the effort in to say this one's speaking japanese and this one's talking you know chinese or whatever maybe
1: they have like uh maybe this you speak English. is like <laughs> maybe the studio is like okay we're only going to give you 10 seconds where you are able to have any sort of like foreign languages before you have to reverse back to english and they're like that's where they ran up And they're like god damn it we gotta we we gotta get up to this and then it's a whole studio thing
2: i do think i mean like a lot of people say like they, their favorite part is the beginning and the end and that's basically sub-zero versus scorpion and well, then at the end is sub-zero versus scorpion and that's their favorite parts of the movie and so i mean i agree it's my favorite parts uh, of the movie yeah, too uh um, those
1: are the best fight but, scenes so yeah yeah, but, I think I, still, I, but you know that's. I think it's fine to those are your favorite parts, but I still think there's stuff in between that is worth watching. You know, oh it's, yeah. not, it's not 100%. like everything in between is like crap.
0: Um, and speaking of speaking English for no reason, uh, Scorpion who has been in hell for uh, hundreds of years and then comes back is only speaking Japanese, but he says "Get over here" in English.
2: <laughs> I do not think about that either. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, I'm sure that fans were riding with the trailer that it was not Ed Boon saying get over here. Uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, he probably I mean, you know, that Ed Boon was like, nah, you got it. You can have that.
1: You, you know, know what I was expecting, though, that we did? I, I don't know if we got and correct me if I'm wrong, but did we get any cameos from actors in the original film? No, I don't think so. That's see, that's that. If if anyone I would have liked and and you know I, I I can't I can't remember the actor's name but the original Shang Tsung I would have liked for them to have included him in some form because I think he's and a lot of a lot of the actors uh, and Marcin you probably met a bunch of them in cons and stuff like that but uh, a lo- a lot of them have been very you know like. Uh, you know, involved in the you know community and stuff like that. So it would have been neat to to bring a couple of them back for this movie. So
2: yeah, I mean, like the digital actors or something. I mean, maybe they were, and I, we just obviously weren't paying attention to it. But um, yeah, like uh, Shang Tsung was Carrie uh, here, Yuki Takagawa. I, I wasn't. I did not feel that threatened with the new Shang Tsung. I, I didn't find him that threatening personally. I felt like. Uh, him, him and Ryden Raiden the weakest. Shang Tsung performance thought. in '95 was like, yeah, that's that's Shang Tsung. Like he I had just like he was like of... we got
1: Shang Tsung at home. Yeah,
2: basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, but... I thought
0: I thought which yeah Shang Tsung and Raiden were like the weakest characters. I thought oh, yeah. like. I thought
1: Raiden. I thought Raiden... Well, I mean, we got Christopher Lambert in the other one. So, I love him. I love I love I feel his like they just
2: added to the cheese. Like yeah. it was
1: like yeah. Christopher Lambert has never shown an emotion in his whole life. You know, he has the most like wooden like delivery and we were watching it this week and my wife and I were just both cracking up because we're also big Highlander fans. So, there's that connection there. But I thought yeah, I don't I don't think Raiden was a very strong character necessarily, but I thought the actor uh, played a much better Raiden than Christopher Lambert. Oh, well, uh, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I I just thought I I liked his portrayal. I, you know, like. Also, how about this bullshit reasoning he had? Do you remember? You remember? Are we going to get into deaths? We're in spoiler territory. Can we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I know where you're about to go, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Kong Lao. Gets his soul sucked out.
0: That sucked. Oh, by Shang Tsung. Ah. I love the I love the sound they make before they get their soul sucked. You
2: I, could yeah, have I said like, anything like, else. You, you, you don't have to like Cabal didn't have to like reiterate it or whatever. I, I felt like those are one of the lines. I was like, yeah, that that's unnecessary. Like you don't have you you're not, could, you not have to say that. That's a bit why did you say what, it like what? that? You could have said
0: like when they get their soul taken or when they get their soul sucked out. You didn't have to say sucked.
1: Like a dick,
0: like, you <laughs> <laughs> should have just added that at the end, <laughs> yeah,
1: or like, like, someone you know, else, like, like a cock. yeah, but, a okay. So, after that scene, they like escape, um, and you know, they're kind of regrouping, and it's like, it's kind of that scene in Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, where Gandalf just died, and you've got the hobbits, and they're all crying, and Boromir is, is whining. But it's that scene. They're kind of like crying about Kung Lao. Oh, when and they're in the Jax, void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jax turns to, to Raiden and is like, why couldn't you just, like, why didn't you save him? Like, why couldn't you just, like, you're Raiden. Why yeah. couldn't you just do it? And I, I wrote down his quote because I thought this is the most bullshit thing in the entire movie. He's like, elder gods are forbidden from engaging in one realm's war against another. It is my job to protect Earthrealm, but I cannot save every soul within it. Like yeah, I get it. Don't save like Johnny, you know, down the street who's going to get hit by a car. But maybe Kung Lao, who yeah, maybe your fighters are supposed to important. defend your Earth. Road. Yeah, like why are you going to let Shang Tsung? Like I get not saving everybody, Raiden. I get it. I really do. But maybe Kung Lao, who has an awesome hat, save that guy because he needed to get to a around headband around. on. That's
2: man. why. Yeah. But, exactly. I said, like, he, he teleported them to, like, this void area where apparently Shang Tsung can't go in and see them uh, and and get to them. Why couldn't he have just done that earlier? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and then, so, like, okay, and then Cole, being the dumbass that he is, uh, can't read the room at all. Being Because Liu Kang is sitting right there, you know, like, distraught. That I think it's his, his cousin, right? Kung Lao's his cousin. Something like
2: that, sure. Uh, yeah, it's like brother, cousin. Yeah. Brother, uh, maybe more of like a symbolic sense.
1: Or maybe. Mm. You know, maybe, you know, that would have been cool. But um, so obviously, Luke King is like really distraught. So Cole's response to, to Raiden saying that is just like, no, it's not over. We still need to fight. And it's just like, dude, man kung lao just got his soul sucked out just
2: but even his strategy was like yeah so we have to we got to fight we got to fight hard we got to fight fast and then you know you go here and you got to fight and it's that
1: typical superhero plan you know just Ultra like like,
2: just- like a scooby-doo plan like all right gang let's split up you know like like they're planning like all right you go take on this person i'll take on this person yeah go team um, I don't know. I just felt like it could have just been executed better. I I, I don't know, but it just it fell it just fell off to me. But and like honestly, I felt like the middle f- was a little rushed, in my opinion. I felt like it, it needed more time to breathe with some of the fight scenes.
1: They wasted no time, man. This movie.
2: Yeah, they just jumped. They just
1: jumped in. Um, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't breathe, which you know, like it's funny because at the end, I was like, "Holy crap, this movie's over!" Like I didn't. I I didn't realize it it had already been over, and I think that was probably, uh, you know, I think think that was a good thing for this film. If if they had done more, maybe more character development, it would have felt like it slowed things down too much. The first
0: one, the first one has bad pacing. I do remember that because there's so few fight scenes and then it is the actual tournament that they're fighting in. This one, honestly, like two thirds of the way in when the fights were happening in the temple, Rachel and I were like, wait, is this the tournament or are they <laughs> yeah, preventing yeah, the tournament? Because yeah. it was never like it was we're never
2: no one. There was no uh, solid. Uh, like,
1: they, no one rang the bell. It wasn't official. So, yeah, it, it was wasn't like, like a semi a
2: tournament. And, and like I that's the thing I didn't understand. Like, so they all showed up and like you're not supposed to invade earth realm or you know show up at all because you know it, the 10th tournament didn't happen but they showed up anyway and they ended up fighting each other so yeah. it's like you're already breaking the rules right there like i just i just didn't understand why that was the decision that they made you know and Like, the the Arcana stuff we talked about, that was made up, but I didn't mind that. But I felt like you also don't have to explain.
1: Can we sit there and talk about that whole thing? Because I feel like we need to to delve into the Arcana stuff more. Sure. That is is probably, I mean, outside of maybe Cole Young, that's probably the most, uh, like, kind of controversial subject oh, really? because was... in the original game and movie it's just these characters were just that's what they were you know like they had these kind of powers they didn't activate them or anything but um it's really weird because like i don't know if we have explained it basically if you have this the symbol the the birthmark like, it, it's it's combat it's definitely a like, birthmark well, yeah. it's it's not because you don't yeah. have to—whatever, but— No, that was it, the joke was I was making. Was, yeah, like,
0: yeah. If, if anybody was taking this movie serious at all at any point, when they say this is a birthmark that's shaped like a dragon, then it's like, you're watching a Mortal Kombat movie, all right? Just ease up. <laughs> I've had this
1: birthmark <laughs> since I was bored. Uh, that's a Tenacious D reference, sorry. Oh. but uh, So, yeah, so if you— if you have the tattoo or birthmark or it, but if someone, if you kill someone who has it, then you'll get it mm-hmm. and then at some point, you have to do something to unlock your arcana like and then get that stuff or something that, and that essentially is your superpowers basically if if that's really what this movie is. it's a superhero movie. you unlock your superpowers when you get this thing and then but if someone kills you, then you know they they can get it. Um, which is really weird, but uh, what did you guys think? Well, they they, to, to clarify, design? they don't get that power. They just get the ability to, to
0: unlock a power.
1: Yeah, I guess every... So does that mean everyone has, like, an innate power inside them? I And guess. have to go hunt down people? Because I'll tell you what, if real people learn that shit... Everyone's hunting down anyone that has one of those Mortal Kombat logos.
2: Well, everyone, yeah. like grandma down the street, is going to be like, "Yeah, you know what? I want a laser eye. I'm going to go beat up Sonya Blade or whatever." I don't think ever, anybody, like, you actually have to know how to fight too. Um, oh, but,
1: but, true, man,
2: I didn't mind the the concept of the Arcana. Honestly, I feel like that. But I also don't think you don't you don't need to explain every single thing. Um, oh, they you know how, how they got these powers and all that? Like, you know, just let them. He, you know, fucking ice out of his hands because Sub Zero. Like, you don't have to explain it. Like, I don't right. think you have to explain it. I um, think,
0: uh, well, they 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 neglected to explain a lot. Like, just Cabal walking up with a iron lung, apparently, and other stuff, which I thought it was interesting. Um, and it was interesting how little they explained and also how much they explained. Um, yeah,
2: they overexplained like how to get powers, but then there were certain aspects of characters that was like, all right, well, how did you get here? And I feel like a lot of it was catered maybe towards, you know, people who've watched or played the games before. So you just kind of fill in the blanks. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can fill in the blanks, but you can't do that if then you're also like deviating from, you know, the... You know certain characters' fates, I guess. You know, like you can't. I feel like you can't have it both ways in in that sense. You know what I mean? So, like like Goro, for example, I think that they treated Goro like some kind of monster of the week villain. When he he's supposed to be like like they treated him also as like this prince Shokan guy. Like he had a big ass statue and and all and whatnot. And then you know in right. the original games he he basically helped out. uh Outworld win nine straight Mortal combats and then he just got shellacked by you know rubber suit dude with his sticks
1: in like a couple minutes. One that he beat, right?
2: Yeah, and that's but that's the other thing. Like he lost his fucking MMA yeah, fights, and he beats Prince.
1: Fucking,
2: he beats forearmed <laughs> Prince Goro in like a minute or two, but he loses all his MMA fights at the beginning, and he isn't that good the rest of the movie. And then he just you know one two punches. You know, Did
1: he was the uppercut.
2: I don't know if he used the uppercut. Yes. I know he opened his entrails and, you know, got that, that him like a fish. <laughs> that was
0: that was when the uppercut came back, and the entire reason she ever said it was so that he would use the uppercut against Goro. Yeah. That's so stupid. Um, I appreciated, I, though, uh, in the Goro fight, I, I really dug how um, it took place at, at Cole's house, and Goro shows up in their shed garage thing, and then Cole runs into there to hide, and he sets up the mirror, waiting to watch the entrance, and I thought that was funny that they took enough time to show that, but then Gore just fucking punches through the wall next to him instead of that, just totally <laughs> negating any um, thought of, like, I'm the intelligent they're, hero. They're you sh- know? Like, I'm the intelligent hero. I thought, I'm gonna outsmart him. No, he's just gonna punch through another wall, you idiot.
2: Um, it's like, well cool, like sequence did feel like a like a horror movie like when he opened the door with his four hands and he was like going like like that it felt it, it, i mean one of the writers wrote for a horror movie so i felt like they probably inf- got influenced by that but i don't know it, it like i don't think i felt like goro needed more i don't know it, well you're
1: right they treated him like a movie monster yeah they movie. Did. that's all it was it same was
2: with ready. reptile he didn't have much to say. He just fucking maybe said one line or whatever, and then they killed him off. And it wasn't even the tournament. <laughs> like, it was like a kind of semi-tournament, but it wasn't
1: the tournament. And you know, what like, in the original movie, I really like what they did with Goro. Like, I know that looking at it now, he looks super cheesy and stuff, but that was all animatronic, a lot of it. Uh, and they they put a lot of work into creating Goro. Uh and so just from a yeah. technical standpoint, I think it's a really cool achievement what they did with him. Uh and he's all CGI in this one. I didn't I didn't think he looked bad though. Ooh, uh, he didn't look bad. No
2: yeah. at all. I just don't think he, he almost in certain angles he looked like um the Hulk. Like his face looked like Oh yes, hundred uh, percent Bannon. Yep. Or Bannon? Not Steve Banner Bannon. Oh my god. Bruce Bannon. Bruce Banner, Jesus! <laughs> I was thinking about someone else. Yeah, it, it looked it looked like Bruce Banner just turned into Goro, and then going to go back think about
1: reptile.
2: Um, I didn't, I
1: didn't he mind looks... reptile.
2: I mean, he has certain games he looks like a full on reptile. Like he wasn't a ninja um, yeah. in every game. In four, I think in four, five, and was he in six? I don't know. But like those three games, he was just a straight up lizard. You know, with two what a bipedal bipedal lizard
1: well in the uh, original movie what what how would you describe him he was just this like tiny little reptile guy right
2: i mean they made him as a color palette ninja you know in the first games he was just a green ninja and that's oh, how they didn't
1: huh in the original movie
2: in the original movie yeah he was just a ninja with like this weird mask with like an open mouth and a tongue looking thing no no, um, no no no
0: you're you're forgetting the cg lizard that he was yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah. He looked yeah, like he looks should weird. be hanging out with Clippy in your word document telling you how to spell things correctly,
2: I mean, but like also that sequence I didn't understand either. like he kicked like it was the lizard, and then he kicked the lizard into that statue, and then the statue and the lizard turn into reptile, you know what I mean, like that didn't make any sense. wait in the first uh, one in the nineteen ninety five version yeah. it was like Luke Kang versus that c g i thing, and then he kicked him in this statue with bugs. Yeah, And then he, and then he teleport transforms into a reptile, but I, don't know, I didn't mind that. that either. I mean, someone had to die. Um, yes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly they had to have cannon fodder in this thing. Um, But yeah. I want to, I, I want to I wanna stick on reptile for a second. Uh, Cause it he straight was. up looked like lizard man in the first soul caliber. And that yes. was ridiculous. Yes. I think yes, his, did. I think his scene was done really well. And that did have a kind of a, a horror thriller suspense kind of vibe to it, which was neat. Um, I appreciated how they got away with not having to show him a whole lot, and that kind. Mm-hmm. That was probably cheaper for one. Um, but it was it was cool how they did it with the flare, and also hilarious because what happens is uh, Cole says Kano used the flare, so Kano grabs a flare, ignites it, and then uses his knife to stick a flare into li- into uh, reptile, and mm-hmm. it's the most hilarious thing in the world because you see this. Basically a flare on a string, like flying around the walls and stuff, because that's how they're tracking them. I thought it was the most hilarious thing, probably in the movie, but not intentionally. (laughs) Um, But I thought that was cool. And that was cheesy, but fun that Kano rips his heart out and then says Kano wins. I don't know.
2: I thought it was just part of his character too. Like I felt like yes, he, made his sense. lines deserved. He did, He like his delivery was deserved because he was right. just like that the whole movie. But like Kung Lao, I mean, I I guess um, I, I honestly don't mind mind his, but. Um, yeah, and then Natara was the winged lady. She was in Mortal Kombat 5, if I'm not mistaken. So she wasn't like the biggest character either. So I understood why then they just split her in half. In, like, I appreciated
0: a that because they made such a, not a big deal, but like enough to like show her a couple of times with her wingspan. And um, that was a great introduction for Cabal because like she doesn't say anything. She just appears and Shang Tsung's like, how beautiful she is and whatever and Cabal's first line in the movie is is like uh yeah that screech
1: is a real turn on. She <laughs> wear an eyeliner in this movie. Huh? Shang Tsung. Did he eyeliner? He, he looked like he was wearing eyeliner. Oh. <laughs> like real no, bad. They uh so.
0: they don't sleep in the outworld. That's what it was. No. Um okay. yeah I don't know. Uh <laughs> no but I, I loved how much they showed her and like showed her off so to speak. And then she gets fucking it's no contest against um, shit. I'm losing track of names because I don't know the wow. games. Kung Lao. Yeah, the best one of the best kills in the movie, I would say, just because he just like a bobsled right into the bandsaw. It's great.
2: Yeah, that, I think that was his They that was his uh, fatality in Mortal Kombat 9, where he just uses okay. his head as like a buzzsaw on the ground and then just splits him in half. Just yeah. kind of fucked up. <laughs> we,
1: you know, I think one thing that would be fun to try to do is if we go character by character and say <laughs> if we like the character better in the original movie or better in the new movie. Oh boy. Uh, so whenever we get to that, I, I think that'd be kind of fun real quick. Um,
0: sure. My entire favorite part of the film before I forget it, I'm, I'm not joking, this is my favorite part, was when uh, Kano and Sonia and Cole are in the desert or mountains or are- something in middle of nowhere place in dragon ball <laughs> z yeah um and they're walking around they're like oh we got to find this place whatever and then um uh oh, jesus christ what's his name help me okay. lu kang shows up with not wearing this yet uh i have a cool red bandana on listeners by the way um <laughs> but Liu kang shows up cool and listener. shoot shoots a fireball at kano and then Kano's like, What? How the hell do I learn that? Or something like that. Like, you get super. I want to have. Tell me how you did that. And then Liu Kang slowly walks up to him and is like, In time, you will learn. Or something like that. Slowly puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, In time. You will learn. And Kano's just like, the fuck? <laughs> I lost <laughs> it. I'm like, yes, this is great. This is how an anyone
2: <laughs> was it? I hope yeah, so. Yeah, that was an ad lib. The fuck? That part where he puts his hand and and says, the fuck? Yeah, that was an ad lib.
0: Yeah, because it's just so, because there's so many times where this movie starts to take itself too serious, or characters do, and, that, and then Kano's there to bring us all back, because that's what it was. It was just like, in time, you will learn. The fuck? And, and it doesn't – it's not acknowledged also. They don't, like, stay on jokes and things like that, I feel, which yeah. is
1: really well done. I think that also is, like, they take a lot of that uh, Marvel kind of way of of dealing with interjecting comedy and, and kind of, like, in, 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 in creating levity. Marvel did a such a great job of, of you know, doing that, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of taking those uh, cues, and they did a really good job of that in this movie, doing that.
0: I think so, too. Another – like, giant stupid thing I want to point out is they go to the temple, which is... I was expecting candles everywhere and, like, chandeliers entirely candles, like Harry Potter almost, or something. And, no, we got, like, fluorescent lights over top of of Jax's surgical bed, just hanging in nets. And also, don't mm. worry, the Shaolin... Is it the Shaolin monks, I guess? Just the monks, or whatever? Yeah, um, They, uh, not like only are they not only are they surgeons and doctors, but they also have all this tech around and we're going to make you some sweet ass robot arms. So we got you, bro. In yeah, do this you case. Robotics
2: and like, there's that <laughs> thing in the middle that looks like something from Zordon's, uh, hideout. And yeah, was Rangers, that like
1: movie? Was that Raiden's why not, man? Something. Why can't, why can't, why can't the Charlotte monks have some awesome stuff?
0: <laughs> That's true. It just, I uh, just like glaring things that didn't make sense, but for the sake of plot, they were in there, you
1: know, I know. It's, it's funny.
0: Um, and, uh, and I, yeah, I was going to mention Johnny Cage. I don't know if we want to get there yet or not, or if you want to get there through the character comparisons or something.
2: Yeah, well, I think I mean, the best line from Kano was, uh, in who are you two? You're some fucking cave dwelling hippie twirling his anal beads, taking orders <laughs> from his wushu wanker who wears a hubcap as a helmet. And Then he says, "Now sit down, shut up, and pass me a fucking egg roll." <laughs> I lost
1: yeah. it. That, uh, I would. Uh, die. That was, that was it was, was probably the line of the movie.
2: Yeah, it was. That was all very
0: good, and uh, especially when Kano's like, I mean, just left and right. He's like, "I want to get the fucking." I like. i just. Like, you got that. You got that. I mean, sometimes you get a bitch ass thing like a, a shitty,
2: cow, uh, shitty frisbee hat. You know, <laughs> something like that. Again, you all saw that laser beam is better than fireballs, you pussy. <laughs> 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 so good.
0: So good. Uh yeah, do you want to lead us down the character roster there Chris or what do
1: you want sure, to let's there? do? It. I got you. Uh, we're okay. going to start with Sonya Blade. I like want the to say
0: new one? the new one because in the first movie, you know, she was in Billy Madison, whatever else, Last Action right. Hero, but she was not believable as a special forces or anything beforehand. Like she was too I don't know how this is sound, gonna sound. I don't care. She was too pretty to be it was it was like Jessica Alba as a scientist in Fantastic Four, or whoever it was, I forget. Um because it was like in the in the original movie, you could see you see her walking through what's a what? That's what I think. It doesn't make sense. Like in the first movie, like I feel like she's standing too perfectly to balance books on her head but like the sonia and this one is uh is is rugged she lives in a trailer she doesn't she's not like uh she's just wearing a stupid tank top and she's got all this other shit a little bit crazy with their yarn board
1: i felt like she was basically uh what's her name from terminator um Sarah sarah connor sarah connor mixed with uh what's her name from halloween
2: Uh, I don't know. My God,
1: the new Halloween because she's super awesome. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is—I can't remember. Oh, I don't know her character's name, but yeah, Jamie Uh, Lee Curtis. (laughs) But anyway, she's basically that—just like the super badass, like special forces—and and and she's she's really awesome. But yeah, uh, I will agree with that, Scotty. Uh, Not necessarily for your reasons, but I do think uh, the new actor uh, is 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 better.
2: I feel like she was just more relatable. I felt like in the first, like, I thought Bridget Wilson, I liked Bridget Wilson as Sonya Blade, but I felt like she was too, too angry. I don't know, like, like, like she was like very, mm. like she had a stick up her ass the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought like she needed, like, yeah. I don't think Sonya Blade was completely, like, I think the current one had more dimensions to her. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought yeah. like she was more I don't know, human and likable. I don't know.
1: Yep. All right. So we're all in agreement then. The new yeah. one. Cool. Uh here's a new one. This was one, this one's gonna be uh interesting Kano. Which one do we like better? The new
2: one. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think him getting acid or whatever thrown on his face pretty much guarantees he's gonna be in the next whatever movie thing. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I wondered about that from the first one, because I was like, I thought I remembered him having like a horrible. He had the, you know, in this one he gets his face scratched, and that leads to his laser eye somehow. Who cares? But I was like, I thought he had like basically a cyborg face
2: for no reason in the first one, like a plate on his eye.
0: Yeah, and then so I he has a, so heart was a
2: thing on it in the middle of his chest too, like this right oh, really?
0: thing, but okay. Yeah. So, but that, that kept getting, that was I that remember. was like in the back of my mind while I'm watching this movie, and I wasn't sure about it. Again, not a Mortal Kombat pro here. But then when he gets something chucked at his face from Sonya, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, he's going to come back. Uh,
1: deaths do not matter in this. She Please bring K- him. Back. Yeah, that was a gnome in his eyeball. But, but yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely going to come back in the next one with a, well, that's so, with a
2: plate. That's what I think too, but then that's what pisses me off about their direction with the markings, because... Yeah you get the marking when you kill somebody Mm -hmm. and she got her marking by killing Kano. Right. And it can't, it can't just be defeating. Right. Because at the beginning of the movie, Uh, what's his face? Cole kept losing the whole time, so he should just be losing his marking to everybody, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, yo, bro, I got like a thousand more souls. I'll get you. you
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's why Shang Tsung was like uh, they threw that line in there where it was like death is only another portal, basically. Sub Zero turns into Noob Cybot. Uh, I was waiting to
1: watch that, and when he t- said that line, I was like, "Oh my god!" That's deep, You're right? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I was waiting. I was like,
0: uh, "Is he gonna fucking quote Vigo from Ghostbusters two pretty soon here or something?" Because <laughs> what what is that line? Um, uh, uh, god, I can't remember now. He gets his head cut off, and he's like, uh, "Death is a time, is a vessel, death but a doorway. I'll be back," something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it I mean, sounds he, a lot cooler than what Shang Son said. Yeah, right on.
1: yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the original one uh, because I, I thought he was every bit as good, but I thought uh, he was able to play the character probably more in line with the kind of character Kato really is, whereas he was saying some pretty crazy shit in that movie. I not think it was
2: that controversial. I have to uh, go back cool.
1: and listen. It was. It was no. It wasn't too controversial. All I'm saying is, like, you could not say those things in a movie today. Is all I'm saying. Um, I think I remember I'm, he's just incredibly sexist. It's very right? sexist. they yeah. just overly like sexist and chauvinistic stuff. Really, right. I mean, I mean, it was they skirted the line in this movie much better, uh, and I thought. But I'll I'll just go with the original Kano. Let's keep moving. Um... Okay, Sub Zero. Um, I don't even sure. remember. I mean, like I just think the, the original yeah. Sub
2: Zeros and Scorpions. I'll just knock out both. They were just treated more of like stuntmen right. side pieces than anything with any under, dimension.
1: They're under like uh, Shang Tsung's spell. Or
2: yeah, something. they were just kind of yeah, like bodyguards or whatever. Uh, yeah, they
1: really, they were almost like zombie. They they didn't really have personality. So I think I I think it's a shoe in first. Uh, for me at least, I'll go sub zero the yep. new one. The new one. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what about Jax? Probably uh... the first
0: one. Honestly, I thought he was. I I I kind of liked him before he got his arms in this newer one. I feel like he had more depth or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: I, I like thought the... his tiny robot arms looked goofy, but I think
1: <laughs> well, I love yeah. the tiny robot arms. <laughs> like, oh, come on, pick it up! I forgot about those until like, you... I thought
2: they were like held together by like chicken wire. I was like wincing. was like trying to lift the rocks up. I thought they were just gonna rip off his hands. He's like like they yeah. just with my good hand hammered <laughs> hammered in those metal arms into his like you know limbs. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, the first movie had a different Then Annihilation had a. Another actor who portrayed Jax, but we're just talking about the first movie, or yeah. do you want to include Annihilation? No, we're not. <laughs> Any other ones? Uh, yeah, I mean, this one, I mean, again, this one has just more character. The other one just kind of showed up for a scene or two. He said, Sonia, where are you? And that's it. So <laughs> the new one.
1: I'll go with the new one as well. <clears throat> okay, this one's going to be fun. Uh, Raiden. So we got, uh, ha- what's the, is it Tata Nobu Asano uh, or Christopher mm-hmm. Lambert?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Christopher Lambert. I just, I, I don't know. I just liked <laughs> it, it. Was just it was just so fucking stupid.
1: I don't know, like it. Like it's was just so good. I don't know. It is an yeah. iconic performance. I will say that.
2: Like or, I don't know if it and, would you know, work with the, 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 with the current movie, but like I feel like his performance was like so. I don't know 90s. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
1: I read, I read, uh, I read yeah. an article, or I may have watched a video about the making of. But like, <clears throat> they needed him in that movie because he, he's the only one with any star power uh, for that film. Right. And uh, I want to say, like, I mean, it was almost kind of beneath him to take it. I think at the time because he was still doing Highlander and some other stuff. But um, it was a really big deal that they got him in it, and. I, I heard, or from what I read, is like he was really like invested in in the character and stuff, and it seemed like he had a lot of fun with it. Like he was doing ad libs and all this other kind of stuff. Like he had some great lines in that. So I, I'll go with the original one as well. <clears throat> oh, I, I think also
0: that? he like he brought people in because. You know, that Mortal the 95 Mortal Kombat did not have decades of a fan base yet, so they
1: needed yeah.
2: something. And to so many people. so much story that they expanded into as well.
1: Oh, right. as and let's face things. it, they needed uh they needed a little something for the ladies to look at. And you know, Chris or Lambert was a pretty hot thing in the nineties, I'll tell you.
2: Well, with long white hair and, robes yeah. and a rose and a pointy hat of <laughs> a weird mask. And
1: that log-o <laughs> Uh what
2: was I gonna say. Oh yeah, I mean the the these are uh characters from the Mortal Kombat movie. They actually created a, a skin pack for mortal Kombat 11 where they brought back the original actors and they voiced all their lines wow. as the characters uh so you can just look it up obviously if you like you don't want to play them but they're on youtube and lambert came back to voice his raiden okay. uh, which is pretty cool and i think bridget wilson lyndon ashby who did johnny cage i think those were the three that they brought back and they i think they all revoiced their lines which is pretty cool. Well, you uh, just convinced Chris to buy that game. I did. And Shang Tsung, actually, uh, he wasn't a DLC character, but they brought the original Shang Tsung actor to his likeness and his voice as as Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat
1: 11, which is also. the original Mortal Kombat movie Shang Tsung's actor? Uh, He's uh, Kari
2: Hiroyuki Tagawa.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's He's like
1: he's still with us. Seventy right right now, yeah. He's still still, and he's still he's still. I mean, I don't know right now, obviously, but he was he's doing conventions and stuff too. What I think so he did. Yeah, man, that's someone I would love to take a photo with. One of these, if if we if we can back up real quick to Scorpion though, uh, they did a real
0: good job of making like in the behind the scenes stuff. The actor who played Scorpion, he's not an older guy they did a good job of making him look like an older guy and also a dead guy in this movie because I, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was like the oldest member of the cast but no he's not he didn't look it at it all yeah. uh, in the behind the scenes stuff so good job to them old and dead yeah we hadn't gotten to Scorpion yet but um, oh, I thought we tackled him and Sub-Zero or something
1: uh, I think we were in agreement yeah we that he was next on the list but I think we can all be in agreement that we're everyone's voting the new one for Scorpion oh yeah yeah without much uh he's okay. also
0: actually 60 years old he doesn't look it when he's uh, uh yeah. in the interviews anyway but shit um, he's 60
2: years old he moves like that fuck that dude, like yeah. I, i'm like complaining getting up out of my chair <laughs> like oh i gotta stretch yeah uh, yeah I, I
1: i i have a feeling for this one shang song
2: the original or yeah in the definitely
0: movie.
1: Yeah, that's until I mean,
0: this new one becomes a meme, then yeah, this that's the old one for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the original he is he's so iconic that I mean after that that's you say Shing Sung and that's immediately what my mind thinks. Like the guy right. Gandalf I think of um you know. Yep. So Next. McKellen, I, 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 I was uh, oh oh know, right, right, right I right. was <laughs> joking. Uh um, okay. Um Liu Kang. That's it's going to be an interesting one.
2: Uh,
1: I think he, kind I of, think
2: the new one's a good Liu Kang, but I think Robin Shaw was just the uh, the MK one and two. I just I don't know. I think he, I, j- I just like his character be- <clears throat> better. His well, he played
1: a more important character, didn't he? Uh in, in the original movie, I mean, it was kind of he was well, he was like the main I mean, character. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of like the the focal point. He was yeah like- he was
2: yeah exactly. I, I mean I think that also just helps my perspective though because yeah in in this one he was just treated more like a like a like a tacked on side character kind of and he wasn't given enough backstory either even oh. though he's supposed to be like the chosen one all that but I guess that goes to Cole Young.
1: <sighs> yeah, I just kind Cole of. Cole Young emphasized. is Roman Reigns in this movie. <laughs> Cole Young gets the push, and fucking. Liu Kang, you know. Is, Honestly,
2: again, like, I was fine with was Luke Liu, Liu Kang not being the focus because I'm like, all right, well, they're just doing Liu Kang again, which is, like, if you're giving it to Young, great, but, like, you didn't utilize him and give him good lines and whatever. But, yeah, original Liu Kang.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just gave him Wakanda armor.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wakanda armor. <laughs> God it. Um, well, they did. That's exactly – the
0: Black Panther, uh his armor was – it absorbed – Energy and whatever, and then it creates a blast of energy yeah, as an yeah. offensive. Not wrong. You're That's not exactly what his freaking gold shit did. Yeah, I know what you'll do. <laughs> I I, I well, wonder if actually what you just said, Morrison, was like if 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 um, Liu Kang was the main character of this movie. I wonder if someone was like, oh wait, if we do that, then it's we're basically just doing the ninety five movie. So let's just get another character right. to be the main dude. I
2: get it. Yeah, I get it. But I don't know should have just I mean, made him better.
1: Dito. Yeah. yeah. One of the most popular characters is just Johnny Cage. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's go. Kung Lao. was. Did, did we have Kung Lao in the original movie? I don't no. So. They, they, what,
2: there wasn't one in the first and second, but there was a TV series, live action in the 90s called Mortal Kombat Conquest, and they did have them in that. All is right. the main character?
1: All right, well, we'll, we'll go with that one. We'll go with that guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I like this new one better. But again, they just like he's just just kind of like a side character, and then they just toss him aside again. You know?
1: I, I you know what though? I I really like the actor who played him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen him before, but you're right. Like I I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, I was interested in in him more, and it just it sucks the way he died cause it's just he. Like, I, I feel Maybe like too.
0: Oh yeah, everybody's coming back. Don't worry. Um, I feel like that he compared to the. Yeah, exactly. Compared to the other um, like self-proclaimed warriors and everything, I feel like he did the best with less dialogue. Like he had a lot of facial expressions that like with his smirks and his eyebrows and stuff that I think he did pretty well with comparatively to the other warriors that were just
1: bad mm. line
0: after bad line.
2: Yeah. I mean, he also like his, his acting history. It's a lot of just being a, a stunt double right. or a stunt performer. And he was like an extra and a bunch of uncredited roles. So this looked like his basically, you know, starring role thing. And I thought he did. I thought he did a good job with it. Um, he did. Oh, and all of them basically did their own stunts. I think everyone was essentially some form of martial artist.
1: And I think and uh, I think, I think right it shows uh, because you. I think that the like we were saying earlier, like the the fight choreography is is probably the strongest point in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it's what it's got going for it. But uh, the other ones, Melina, Nataro and Rako. I, I don't. I don't know if any. Of you, uh, which of those were in the original movie? Was it was Melina
2: was in Annihilation.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, but yeah, she came and went. They did a mud wrestling match in Annihilation. Oh, right. It was basically like Jello pudding, <laughs> And then she came. Yeah, she came and went and died. The, the new one, I I like the new one. I know some people are like, you know, why doesn't she look like the character in the in the games and whatever? But I'm like, I'm fine if people took creative. Um, you know, creative direction with their character designs. Like, I didn't, I didn't mind that. I was, like when I first saw her in the trailer. I thought maybe where's her fangs, but you know, later in the movie, she did like unhinge her jaw and show more teeth. When
1: she did that, though, I was, I, I was like, oh my god! Like, I, <laughs> you were freaking it, out. When it, it just, you could see like all of the flesh just were yeah. open and yeah. All, yeah. all of her teeth. I thought it was, I, I thought it, it was cool. good. I thought it was a really and kind of going back to the horror thing. Like, I could see maybe like how that played into, you know, some of that with the writer. Fucking uh Ichi the Killer. No, thank you. Yeah. Um and so that's that's pretty much the the cast there. So What
0: about Johnny Cage? What'd you think about him in this one compared to the other one?
2: <laughs> I I mean, obviously they're teasing it, right? So that they they were planning on having a sequel uh, and I've seen people on Twitter saying they should do the Miz, who's a wrestler. I'm like, I do not want the Miz as Johnny Cage. No, no. that's Fuck like getting I hate him. I hate him. That's I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Having the Miz for him, I barely know
0: wrestling, and I know who that is. But having him as Johnny Cage is just as believable I mean, as fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the Big Trouble in Little China lead role
2: instead of <laughs> Kurt Russell. It's like neither of
0: them it, neither Go of them brief. look like, like you've got to have
2: I would prefer Ryan Reynolds. If you were going for like a big actor, which Mid the Miz isn't obviously a big actor, but like yeah. if you're going for someone like top billing, I guess, i w I'd be fine with Ryan Reynolds. You've no. just got to... God C- damn C- it. I,
1: I, I could give out John Cena. Johnny
2: Cage? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, I could I it. could
0: entirely see that. It's just got to be more of an everyman. It can't be a dude that has biceps the tr- the size of school buses, you know? It, that's the problem, <laughs> is you've got to get somebody who's... Yeah, it looks like a doofus, or can so, look like a doofus, but be badass.
1: I guess, okay, how this movie ended, uh, like, where do you guys... Where would you guys like to see it kind of go if there is a sequel.
2: I mean, I think I would like to see Ooh. an actual tournament, but I don't know if they're going in that direction. Cause I also saw interviews with the director where he said he didn't want to do that kind of structure. And then he used, you know, other games as kind of like a, you know, a, an excuse to not do a tournament like setting, but God. I don't know. I would like to see something like that, but I, I don't, I don't think we will, but if uh, I had the yeah. option, that's what I would want. I think it makes sense
0: to have it as a tournament because they kept talking about the tournament and then didn't have a tournament. Um, And it would, I think it, no, I was going to say it would make sense for the tournament to happen in outworld, but maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I think we'll probably see more of outworld in the next one, maybe. Um, And I think that uh, it was done well though, for this one, how the fight, I appreciated how the fights were not like, now it's your turn to fight. Now, these two get to fight. Like, I appreciated, like, this fight's happening while this fight's happening while this fight's happening. So, I thought that was well done. So, I feel like maybe they will not do a tournament because they don't want to have your turn, your turn,
1: you know. That they have with just the setting up where the story takes place is that you literally have the stakes can't get higher right now because uh, the Earth Realm has lost nine in a row. And if they lose the next one, then, you know, then they lose. So, But if they win, then where do you go from there, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think what they're doing as writers and where they're taking it is, like, they don't want to get to that point yet. That's, like, at the end is where...
2: Well, I mean, it depends how much they're borrowing from the story because they could totally just win. Because, like I said, like, they we won the 10th Mortal Kombat and then Outworld invaded anyways, you know? And then, you know, in Mortal Kombat 3 or whatever, there was, like, this merging of... Uh, Outworld and Earth realm, and basically it was like a mix of both realms together. And then you know, Mortal Kombat Four was, you know, Elder Gods, and then they had a Deadly Alliance and all that. So like, there's a, there's a lot that they can you know where they can go with this. Um, but I guess we'll see. I don't know, but I'd like a tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think you have to you have to get a tournament going. I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if they decided to do like split it up over maybe the two movies if they could you know get that and and maybe have the tournament go over the two movies and have a culmination at the end and and then you know that's how you kind of end it all and and you know finally shang Tsung's defeated and all that kind of stuff so yeah um
0: we uh forgot to read the facebook comments so i'll do those right now just for the hell of it uh we got some great ones here I'm not going to read any of the names. I'm just going to read this conversation or discussion. <clears throat> Great film. Lots of blood and gore. proper fatalities. Storyline is more true to the video games. Better than the 90s films for sure. I agree, mate. I thought it was class. It's a film I can watch again, definitely. And me, mate. Just booked tickets to go later this week. First one is better. The movie was absolute garbage. Sucks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> from there, Yeah, and then do you guys want to hear what Graham had to say? Yes, yeah, Graham wanted, Graham
1: wanted everyone to know his thoughts, so I think yeah, he took, took the, the time, time to write it. Yeah, yep. it.
0: Uh, he said, I really love tea and think Scotty does a better job than me at everything. The end. No. Um, he <laughs> said... He says, uh, I honestly can't tell if Mortal Kombat 2021 was mindless fun or pure garbage. Generally, I like the characters, especially Kong Lao, badass, Sub-Zero, baddie badass, Kano. He was annoying, but he had character. Of course, Graham hates the character that everyone loves um,
1: and Scorpion.
0: <laughs> uh, but Sonya, Jax and the main guy were so vanilla. Kind of sucks. They were the main focus. Overall the combat was decent, but a few times there a few times where it was just too ridiculous. Like how fighting reptiles Sonia asked the main guy to th- he he never says Cole's name in this. <laughs> he said how fighting reptile's name Yeah. Sonia asked the main guy to throw her a knife and she does some crazy slow-mo jump, Somersault catches the knife and uses it to hurt Reptile. Remember she's not meant to have special abilities, and every other time she fights, it's normal fighting, quote unquote. Uh, The script was atrocious at times, (laughs) and the plot was mediocre at best. I'm interested in a sequel, although it feels like they've exhausted some of the best characters too soon. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Kung Lao. Overall, I way preferred 1995 Mortal Kombat. For one thing, Goro survived more than one fight.
2: Yeah, Uh, I mean, I'll give him the Goro part. And I think as a movie as a whole, I, I think I did prefer the original to this one but I think this series has much more potential than where it landed with Annihilation of course mm, um, right. so yeah I think I'll keep my rating a 7 out of 10 and then just wait and see where the next movie takes us um
0: yeah I don't want to comment on Graham's comments because he's not here to defend them but uh, <laughs> I like this one better than the original uh oh so and I don't think we had any other comments. Nah, doesn't really look like it. Oh, uh, if we're comparing characters from the uh, from the
2: '95 and current, uh, what'd you
0: guys think of the theme song? <laughs>
2: Dunstep. Uh, I mean, I, I I mean I didn't I don't mind the remix, but I I I I prefer the original over this one. It just it mm-hmm. seemed like a cheap, I don't know, remix of of, of it. I don't know. I just. I prefer the original sound. The original. You know, one, it's yeah. going to be
1: interesting because there's definitely going to be <clears throat> fans who are going to go back and like put in the original soundtrack to the movie. Oh, Probably. Yeah. It'll be fun watching it that way and just seeing if which one's better.
2: Oh, that's the other quick, quick thing. I think the soundtrack in the whole movie, it, it was missing music that, 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 adds to the uh, just the overall fighting essence. I thought, like, the Mortal... Even it, though Annihilation was shitty, I thought they had a great soundtrack in some of their fight scenes, and I think that's what was missing in, in this movie because I think the the actual uh, soundtrack was kind of bland, if I'm being
1: it honest. It sounded like movie. it was going to get into the OGs, you know... Like, when it's she was fighting right Molina
2: there. for, like, a little bit, it sounded like that technical techno stuff, but, like, then it just kind of dis- yeah. disappeared, and I thought it needed that. Like, it really helps. Oh, yeah.
0: There was, there was some chiptunesy y stuff kind of throwing it to make it, like, remind you it's a video game here and there as well, before going into the yeah. synth stuff, I think, I felt, anyway. Uh Yeah. um I think that's going to just about do it, though. Do you guys have any, like, closing thoughts on this movie or on anything about it at all
2: uh i mean i i feel like i i, I got what i had to say out of it i, I do yep. i do i think if you're a fan of mortal Kombat, you should definitely go see it um you know if you like the movies before i think you should at least watch it once uh i've watched it twice i i still like enjoy it you know the second time uh maybe i'll even watch it a third time my brother apparently watched it like four times this past weekend um i think he might be a bigger fan than me but but yeah i I told him what i thought was wrong with it he's like yeah you're right (laughs) so so yeah but definitely if you're a moral kind of fan you should at least see it once
1: you know i think it's perfectly fine to have those issues with the movie and still like it for sure because i'll tell you what i think this has some of the best fight choreography I've seen in any video game, your movie based on a video game, you know, it's, it's right. awesome. And just from that alone, I think it's worth watching. It's, it's some of the, the, the fighting is, is really well done.
2: Yeah. I mean, and if, before, if we we're like ranking video game adaptations, I think this is still at the top. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously it's a low bar, but I think it's definitely up there for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, watched it twice, mainly for the purpose of this podcast, but I would watch it again. Would I buy it? Eh, maybe if it had cool, like, bonus stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think it was well done overall. I think the hate, like, I think it was a good movie. I, but I also don't know the source material as well as you guys. Uh, so maybe that says something about it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Like, I hated the Sonic movie, but I genuinely think that's not a good movie. Not just not a good Sonic movie, but I'm a huge Sonic fan, so maybe that's why I think this movie is okay. I don't know anymore. All I care about is I had a fun, it was a fun ride for me. Yeah. So, it's not going to end my world if it's a bad movie about something I love. Uh, Michael Bay already did that. So I think that's going to do it. Um, And uh, it's Wednesday. We've got stuff coming up all week. Tomorrow night, if you're watching this live, I'm hosting the Thursday Night Throwdown. We're going to play Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed again. It's our monthly go-around with that insanity. Um, Wednesday, I think, Graham will be battling in the Wonderworld. And uh, Saturday, Happy Dudes got stuff going on. We got stuff going on every day. Uh, And we actually are going to come back on Sunday for another podcast. No clue what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to happen. Um, Marson, anything
2: going on housekeeping-wise you want to talk about real quick? Well, if people are tuning in for the first time, don't forget to check out our website. That's megavisionsmag.com, where you post daily news articles, reviews, uh, and other retro features and content. So check that out. Like you said, we stream basically every day on Twitch. Uh, including podcasts. Normally we do them on Sundays, so check that out. Always around uh, noon Eastern time. Uh, We also have a Patreon, which you can check out at patreon.com slash megavisions. Uh, And then we are on almost every social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, No TikTok. I'm sorry to to tell you guys we don't have a TikTok. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. I think that, that basically does it. Chris, you got anything?
1: Yeah, I will say this. Uh, Do not waste your time uh, jumping on uh, the Patreon if you are waiting, because I'll say this. We'll announce it publicly, but uh, there's not a lot of time between now and when we are going to have the cutoff for this next issue, meaning uh, only our active patrons are going to get guaranteed uh, an issue uh, for this next one. Uh, and that's just how we do each issue. We will have, do an overrun on printing, uh, which we'll sell some uh, at our website and in at, at, at conventions and things like that in the future, but I would highly suggest just jumping on the Patreon. That way, you can guarantee uh, your issue, which Scotty is holding up right Scroll now. Scroll
0: down and click on this cover, kids.
1: That's right. So that's all I have to say. This has been all fun. Right. Thank you guys awesome. for having me. I've, I've yeah. Played. Glad it's been you're... a while, and it's been fun.
0: Glad you're able to hang out with us. And two other things I'll plug real quick. If you check me out on YouTube, I did just do a unboxing of Balan Wonderworld. Uh, it's ridiculous. I do parodies, parody unboxings, and it was fun. And, uh, yeah. But also, if you scroll down a little bit more again, you'll see that a Sega Saturn Marathon is coming up May 15th. It's going to be a little mini marathon, 12 hours. Uh, celebrate Saturn Day, which is around this time. And also, it's an excuse to kick off some donations for Extra Life, which we do every year. Um, be cool if you could come and hang out. You could win a copy of Bug or a copy of Daytona or maybe issues of our magazine. What's going to happen? That is, again, May 15th coming up, people. So what we're going to do it right now is raid Mr. Scoot. He is a pretty cool dude. And, of course, since he's cool, he's playing Mortal Kombat right now. So if you want to hang out... And uh, go show him some love, people. Tom Megavision sent you. Otherwise, keep the dream alive. Need an exit quote. Whatever. We're gonna go raid in just a couple of seconds, and then I will put up a transition because I'm a smooth-as-hell host. Let's go ahead and raid him. See ya. Honey, I gotta tell you about this sandwich. Yeah, support.